another episode of aliens on the border uh filling into me with filling into me what the fuck filling in with me today uh guest co-host return guest rick matamoros hey how you doing out there everyone and Good to be here. and today we got a very special episode we're hanging out with the people behind lprs L, what the fuck lprs laredo yeah. paranormal research society can i have you guys introduce yourself yes sir uh my name is uh, joe rogerio i'm a uh, Paranormal investigator. Hello, my name is Ismael Cuer. I'm the uh, part of the administration with Joe for Loretta Paranormal Research Society. Before we dive in to the paranormal realm, I kind of just wanted to give everyone a little bit of background about you guys and how LPRS came to be. So if you guys can kind of fill the story in for us, or whoever wants to go. Um, it's a... I try to make it as short as possible. This question's always been asked, and we try to give the best picture for the audience and the people to understand what LPRS stands for and what are the mission that we carry as investigators. About 25 years ago, when I had more hair, not younger, and prettier, um, <laughs> we uh, most of us are, it was, I can say, maybe seven of us law enforcement officers. Um, were exposed to investigate and train in an area, in a building here in Laredo, Texas. And uh, we were able to capture things um, that we couldn't explain. So we took the challenge as investigators, you know, things that we use uh, law enforcement tactics, you can say, you know, investigate, check if all variables are, are in order. I mean, the scientific mythology was, you know, utilized as a method of investigation. And it became inconclusive, and the more that we go into this type of research, uh, the, the more mystery. So we took the challenge, and we took it as a personal hobby. We never had the intent to come to be open to the public, or under the, we were always under the limelight. It was more of uh, understanding the research, and we became a society within the years. Um, now we have people from all professions in the medical field, education field, Law enforcement, um, you know, from all different uh, professions, uh, has done a team effort, teamwork uh, building, you can say, with this type of uh, investigations, which we have expanded our divisions on archaeology, astronomy, ufology, and paranormal studies. Wow. That's impressive. Yep. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth, dude. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything that I can say. It's just impressive. I, I wanted, if you could expand on that initial encounter that you had during your training, what was that specifically? Is that anything you can disclose? When, or? Yeah, um, when we trained, uh, we can train and make all the errors because it, it's more like a in-service uh, requalification training. Uh, we do repelling, we're doing uh, 
soil extractions. Uh, we do search and rescue. So we do what you call a, like a training video, and we're filming our officers going in and doing, uh, you know, clearing the areas and stuff like that. And we capture uh, energy orbs or anomalies that have uh, no explanation, uh, only visible to night vision. That was kind of the breakthrough to kind of give us a point of reference to start investigating, you know, the possibility. We never, we we as paranormal investigators don't say they're spirits. We're we don't say we we say it's unexplained. It's paranormal. Uh, you have people they automatically say, "Oh, it's a spirit trying to communicate with the living." Well, we have that as a possible theory. And then we have quantum physics. And then you have the scientific mythology of, of how the things we investigate. We have in our group, uh, I guess I'm going to put this more as, as, as clear as I can. We have Democrats and Republicans. They don't all get along. You have the people that believe in science, and they have the people that believe in spirit. Both are right. The, the question is that uh, for us, as we listen to everybody, a skeptic, can tell you, I'm not going to tell you that was moved because of a spirit. But we tell them, well, being a skeptic, can you say that that it was moved by electrons and neutrons? Yeah, you know, it gives a scientific uh, explanation. I guess what I want to say is that everybody has their opinion and everybody counts. The question is which one has the correct theory. or So that's what we're trying to investigate. And give a uh, a pinpoint of uh, the activity. For example, this type, when we do interviews, when we talk to the people, uh, the families, by the time they tell you, they, they're telling their, their experience, we kind of jump ahead of them and says, this is what's happening. And they go, yeah, exactly. That's that's what's happening. How did you know? 25 years doing this, okay. And, <laughs> and then after that, uh, does this happen, right? Yes. So they, they talk about Orbs and energy, shadows, the different sites of smell. We get uh, uh, rec audio recordings of uh, electrical phenomena, which is uh, recordings of uh, um, you know frequencies that resemble speech. Um, you know, voices. We don't know it's frequency that bounces off from the house, or actually a spirit trying to communicate with a family. It's it's a long process. But uh, the fun factor for us, or the uh, I guess the uh, motivation factor for LPRS, is that uh, the process of investigating, and you hit a wall, and you're like scratching your head, and you go, "Oh my God!" Okay. So there's some things that um, even me explaining to you, or even I show you a video or actual evidence, for a skeptic, it's not enough. So we. Gradually, with the years, invite the public. We pick four or five people, the most skeptic, and we would take them to some of the investigations. My, my, I think, uh, role play for me, I love to see a skeptic person becomes more of an open-minded person. Not that a believer, but they open up their mind a little bit more. To a little uh, wider realm of possibilities, I suppose, right? <clears throat> yes. Uh, you know, if if you uh, have three persons, a spiritual person, a scientific person, and then you have a skeptic. Uh, the scientific person has more of a in-between, he's in the fence, he or she. The spiritual, everything's spiritual. Everything's spirits. I believe in spirits. I believe in God. I believe in religion. I believe in all that. The skeptic doesn't believe too much. 
uh, it believes more into I need to have concrete evidence. I need to know why it moved, how it moved. Uh, so all those three people dissect your evidence. So I'm going to give you an example. If, if this phone flies from here to here, you're going to get three opinions. The skeptic, the person is scientifically has uh, the belief. inclinations, yeah. And then you have this. All three are have the give, can give you the perfect opinion or theory or the possibility how that move. Um, the more that you attack your evidence by getting in all the variables what moved it, the better you have the value of your evidence to the public. Uh, that's why when we have the public and we tell them, look, we saw this, what do you guys think? You're going to have people say, well, I think this, I've seen something like it. It's a network because people can kind of uh, associate with the experience, but they don't want to talk about it because people might think they're crazy. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing that there's a lot of hidden treasures of experience that you don't have a ruler to measure. You don't have uh, some type of, uh, um, well, more like a ruler to measure what you're, what you're yeah, seeing. Yeah, like a, a benchmark to like quantify whatever evidence it is that, that, that might, you might happening. come across. But the best evidence without the 25 years, you know, without, within the 25 years, I'm sorry, um, is the field experience. And I love it. I love it when I had a friend of mine who's been working with me. He works for Border Patrol. He's never seen anything. He helps out. He picks up the gear and everything. He has never seen it. And after five years, we had a night vision, uh, fourth generation, third, fourth generation monocular night vision. You see, night vision can see 50,000 times light, more sensitive to light than what we see. 50,000 times. So it's another spectrum. Well, my friend was sky watching, and he saw a big, giant ball of light, and it just flew over over him, and he was following it. And he, he was freaking out. And, uh, and I go, hey, uh, what's, what's going on? I saw an orb. I saw an, a ball of light. I'd never seen this. And I go, yeah, I know. That's what, that's, that's what we've been doing for all these years. What you, what's, what's, what's going on? He goes, well... I really thought all this was BS. But I go, how come you saying that, Carlos? Please, Carlos. <laughs> so you've been with me for five years, and in five years, you thought all of this was BS? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. What is it? Well, that's what we're here. We want to know. And he goes, uh, he just sat down. He was like, he got a punch in the stomach. He was just like numb. And I go, J Carlos, wake up, Carlos, are you okay? What did I just saw? And I go, you saw an orb, an energy orb. This is what we've been talking about all through all these years. And you're telling me you had never seen anything like this before? No. You see, that changes is totally direction to the open mind of a skeptic person. So me to tell you guys is the field experience. It's the best experience. You need to, you actually experience it. And then you make yourself, is it real? Is it not? Is it, you know, whatever you think it is. But that's the best that you experience. And so that's why we try. I wish we could have all the radar with us on the, the people surrounding areas. But we we pick different people. And not that we're being biased or, or we just pick randomly. We have events uh, in our social media 
Uh, we do competitions and whoever wins, you know, they're lucky winners. We do that most in the October time. But uh, we want to have uh, the return of investment of the researchers for the public. Now, let me ask you, Joe. Do you mind if I call you Joe? No, no, go ahead. Um, go ahead, go ahead. How long have you been in LPRS and, like, what... Have you always been, like, an open-minded individual? Do you consider yourself an open-minded individual? Are you a skeptic? Are you a believer, non-believer? What's your worldview like? Well, I started with LPRS. I was doing the paranormal thing on my own. Then I started to do it with some friends. I uh, had my evidence. I uh, started to gather, you know, everything, do uh, like some experiments, go out to historical places. So I had all my data, you know, with me. And I was aware of LPRS, but I never did get a chance to, you know, speak to them or, you know, I didn't know who they were until finally I got a hold of uh, um, Ismael here. And uh, so we, uh, I compared notes, you know, like I showed him what I had and, you know, he was, he was impressed, you know, and he was really impressed. And I was like, wow, that's cool, you know, like I'm being acknowledged, you know. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I gave him some, some EVPs that, you know, they're very uh, class, class A EVP. You can clearly hear the, the, uh, the other person from the other side talking, wow. you know. Yeah, real clear. And, um, and some other, some other uh, uh, catches that I had. I started doing this on my own approximately in 2000, well, I guess around 2006, 2007. Prior to that, I was, uh, I knew the, the, the world and the realm of the paranormal, the unknown. I was very interested in that, you know, ghosts, uh, uh, the, the Bigfoot, the UFOs. Cryptids, ghosts, ufology, yes, all the of that. Yes, cryptology, yes. Um, so all of, all of that, even when I was young, you know, I was, I was hooked onto that. I've. My first UFO magazine, I purchased it in Falcon, Texas, and it was uh, 1970, 1977, I believe, 1976, my first UFO magazine. Whoa. So I was like, I was into it big time. So I was under a clear sky, and I saw all these, you know, lights flying over me. So I was, I was hooked. Is, was that, like, the first instance of some sort of, like, unexplainable event in your life, or was there something else before that that kind of, like, well, I guess the better question is, were you? did you have, like, a natural inclination to that, or was there an experience that took you into that realm? Well, it was, uh, um, Joe is made out of, he's black and white. It's either, <laughs> you know, it's either black and black or white. But I would really like to know the truth before I start believing in something, because yeah. I would hate to. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, I would hate to, you know, believe in something and then, like, give out that information and it'd be, you know, wrong. Misleading. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you don't want to damage your, your, yourself, your, your, your credibility. So, you know, you got to do your homework. So I, you know, I put, I put everything to the test and I checked, you know, checked everything to see if, uh, if, if, you know, if it's a, this was real or if not, where did this come from? How many people have seen it? Is it something natural? Is it something just you know, supernatural. But going back into my early, into my early, uh, 
in my early years, I did have some experiences with, uh, like, with goats and voices. And uh, when I was, I remember in the crib, I would, uh, I would get, I would stand up and I would open the, look through the Venetian blinds, and I would look outside at this light, and it was a, it was a, it was a corner light, <laughs> but. It was a trance. I was like in a trance or something, and I would do this like every night in the crib. So you must have been like three years old, tops. Oh no, I was younger. Yeah, so tops. So one and a half. Around, around there. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I have I have a very good, very very good memory. So you know, without any like time stamp here, but the, I'm guessing like 1963, 1965. Um, no, this was nine. This was 19. 72 around oh, there. Okay. All okay. Right. Around 1972. Also, you guys are younger than I expected. <laughs> nice. I'm 48 right now. Wonderful. So, younger than my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting. Okay. I okay. The reason I wanted to bring you guys on is just that I myself um I'm kind of into the whole open-mindedness to where I feel that there is some like a scientific explanation that is or, well, the paranormal itself is kind of like uh, a realm of science that's somewhat unexplored just because there's been so much, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, misleading information, I guess, throughout the years. And a lot of people that are into it for the wrong reasons, you know, just yeah. to make a name for themselves or stuff like that. But in in my perception of the way the world works, I, f- I just feel that, like, the supernatural, the paranormal are natural phenomena that could perhaps be explained by, like, the... A yeah. better understanding of like the science set. Yeah, I heard you. You said that of a couple episodes ago. I think Th- on I think the Indie Muck episode, even yeah, the one yeah. after us, it, that they're just naturally occurring events that have not yet been described yeah. or or characterized according to any existing scientific methodology. So, or, or mm-hmm. whether we're not um, that information has not been published uh, to the general public. Mm-hmm. It, it could be within uh, sequestered in some sort within uh, upper-level governmental um, entities or uh, compartments, you know, within the compartmentalization of the government. But as far as us and local people, we haven't been exposed to this level of science yet. But um, I think as far back as Pliny the Elder, 2,000 years ago, a published uh, author, there's um, talk about orbs and... uh, and yeah, you know and the the wheel in the sky. I mean the light. The, I mean he he makes a lot of references in his uh, portents or you know the Pliny. Pliny's a great writer. He's one of the first historians. So you can mm-hmm. look back. All, uh, uh, as far as ufologists, I think that some of them will will cite Pliny as one of the uh, um, you know original original yeah yes. yeah um, writers. But um, I'm I gotta say right from the start, full disclosure. I mean I'm I'm clearly like Ismael was describing scientific mind. I have a BA in chemistry, so. I'm totally like, you know, I got to see it. Yeah. I got to see it. I got to be able to repeat it. I have to have a, 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 a tolerance limit, a mm-hmm. standard deviation. I need to make sure that it it meets. And so, I'm but I am from the border. I'm totally, I do also have a <laughs> background. I uh, have a Mexican-American <laughs> studies degree. So I'm totally That's right. like, you know, I love the border. I love, mm-hmm. I mean, I used to stand up and I've seen orbs tambien. I mean, we used to like stare at the lechuzas in the sky and mm-hmm. my abuelitas and, 
you know, the tias would say, no, pues be careful. Y quien sabe que. My dad saw a duende, all this stuff. So Yeah, the black moth on the, the, the side yeah. of the house. Yeah, you know, so. The butterflies, yeah. But I'm, a, I'm a true believer, but I do, I just want to, so that <laughs> you guys can mm -hmm. see, like, I'm. Cool. What, I wanna, one of the things that, yeah. you know, I was going over the episode that we did uh, just because I had gotten so much feedback over it. And I was like, you know what, let me listen to it again. One of the things that you brought up that we should have elaborated on that I guess we could elaborate on this Maybe. was on like the uh, paranormal studies in the early 1900s. That's that you had right. The Society, yeah. f um, the American Society for Psychical Research. I was going to bring go. you that yes. book, but the, I, I didn't bring it. You know, <laughs> just, but. Um, yeah, so the back in maybe about 100 years ago, there was a society that was uh, started here in the USA called the American Society for Psychical Research. I don't know if you guys are um, aware of that. I just learned about the LPRS today, right now, mm -hmm. this morning. So I want a job. Like, <laughs> I want to send you a resume. Like, where right, do I send yeah. it? Like, but but the, a, um, the American Society for Psychical Research did um, scientific study. They did a lot of... Uh, you know where they would gather people that that had psychic uh, abilities, abilities, abilities yes. and they would they would study them. They would uh, they cataloged, you know, which type of abilities there were: the telekinesis, uh, teleportation, all this this stuff that we see in the movies that that you mm -hmm. know gets a. Uh, Gets, gets fictionalized the, yeah, or gets realm. gets watered down so that we can right. have a an entertaining life. This is actual real stuff that people like yourselves m make a living. It's not even a living. You're 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 putting all your whole heart and soul into um, discovering. You're pioneers that are yes. discovering something um, and making this uh, open so that the rest of us can. So you're you're going out there with no roadmap. So that's that's incredible. Correct. But why does the government suppress this knowledge? You know, why, why can't we go, and, and this is one of the things I brought up in that other interview with, with Josh, was why can't I go to med school and get a degree in psychic? Why not? You know, and this society's been around for over 100 years, the American Society for Psychical Research. So, you know, we've got the Silva Mind Control here in Laredo. As soon as you leave Laredo, First thing somebody asks you when they say, you you say I'm from Laredo. Oh, do you know Jose Silva? Mm -hmm. First thing. But What's here that? in Laredo, I have no nobody, idea what that is. Nobody even I've knows about. That. The, That's that you know. It's so go ahead. Maybe talk a little bit about uh, that. Silver mind control. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I mean, you know, it, I've read about it before. Uh, it's a, I believe it's a something like a, a group or a sect that enables your mind to. Uh, I guess reach out to different, do uh, different types of uh, like remote viewing and stuff like no, that. No, no, not really. You but know, it it allows you to to um, understand the the flow of energy in your own brain. So okay. our brains have a uh, wavelength cycle. So we operate in uh, um, what what is known as a. Uh, um, Sine waves. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how they, when they do the uh, the CAT scan and these kind of things. So they're they're measuring the waves or the um, like the electrical output. Exactly, of the brain like a Fourier transfer, transformation. Yeah. I mean, we're we're measuring waveforms. So the Silva mind control method um, takes uh, techniques that are that are well known, ancient techniques. Yes, allows you to calm yourself and reach a center point where you can manually. Um, change the frequency of your brain. So you can go from the operating frequency that we're in into a, a higher state, like the alpha level, yeah. alpha wavelength, and then you can perceive 
reality that is um, outside of oh, your yeah. ordinary perceptive ability. Um, people can do this over time by practicing these breathing techniques and uh, certain visualization techniques. Got it. But I yeah, heard that, so that guy's I from Laredo. That, I heard that uh, my sister was in it and she was able to have have one palm or one hand cold and the other one hot. Absolutely. You know, warm. Yeah. So that's that is the that you know that was an ability that you had. But going back into the back into the 1900s. The people were, this was new to the people, and this was like, uh, you know, this was, unfortunately, there was a lot of snake oil. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Charlatans. Out there. Exactly. Yeah. So they gobbled it up, and there were some, you know, a lot of dishonest people out there, and which, you know, for the right, for the right sum of money, they did, you know, they will tell you anything what you want, you know, you want to speak to someone in the other world. Well, I had my buddy under here See, that would move yeah. the table, you know, and blah blah blah. So that's how things were. And that's know. what I was referring to when I when I was talking about how that like this whole su or study area, a uh, subject area, has been jaded so much because of stuff like that. But it's definitely worth the look, and I, I feel that like so much of it um, has been lost in this new society that we've been living in for the past like couple hundred years that if you look back to like ancient civilizations that uh reached like a certain Heights. ingenuity yeah. level yeah. Like, mm -hmm. they, they always had that connection to like the quote-unquote the other side uh via shaman that like would advise like the leader of the tribes and yeah. stuff yes, like sure. that so it's, it's it's all lost in this generation and it's just like where I don't know. I, I f like it's the focus has shifted so much into what is Im immediate and material that like I guess maybe we phase out, you know, like some sort of energy wavelength that we could otherwise be in tune with. Like the, yeah. like uh, you mentioned there's there's not really a a uh, a, a university that will give you a you know, a a degree on this because like in biology, it's based on a scientific method. Sure. And you use that method, and it's everyone uses that method, and that's the way it's done. Now with the paranormal, that's things that you know have no scientific explanation, and so it's ourselves and other other people who who, who do paranormal who practice, you know, and study it and do research. You know, those are the the people who you know they actually will go, you know, get their data. You know, put it together, look through it, and try to find out. You know, well, what's what's going on? What's what's making this, causing this noise? And uh, one of the things that really freaked me out one time when I started the paranormal, uh, Ismael was telling me, he's like, "Well, Joe, like, what do you think about the EVPs?" I'm like, "Well, uh, ghosts are talking, yeah." Okay, so and just briefly, EVP is a... Is electronic a, voice phenomenon. Uh, there yes. you go, yeah, yeah for the electronic listeners voice out there that, that aren't familiar with the, the yes. terminology. The lingo, yeah. And... Uh, the initialisms. <laughs> so you can you can hear me, and it's because of, you know, the, the I guess the voice box and the, the vibration. Yeah. You know, and it's... Mm -hmm. But ghosts don't have flesh, and this vibration like is done by flesh. And That's right, the vocal so, cords. So, uh, and like, huh... How does wow. that? How does that work? Wow. You know, it's like, have you ever heard yourself thinking or talking to yourself? Yeah, you like heard your, your own your voice, your inner monologue, and everything. It's you hear, you, but yeah, 
but you we can't, can't project that to other but people. But you can't right? hear it. Yeah, you can't no, hear yourself. No. But it's a voice. Absolutely. So how do you hear it? You know, so those are little things like that. So it was very interesting when he told me that. Like, how do you, how can you tell uh, if it's a, a ghost or, because they don't have uh, vocal cords and they don't have flesh. It's a, it's a spirit or it's a ghost. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'm like, hmm. How are you able to, uh, you know, as a skeptic on, on this end over here, how are you able to differentiate between uh, artificially induced EVPs using, a, again, a sine wave uh, generator that can uh, manipulate cellular structure and, uh, and assign in your brain the, the receiving signal that you're hearing a projection. So the there are devices that, that are commercially available that you can purchase and they can create these sine waves and and project out. So as investigators, how are you able to weed out the the truth from the fiction or the the naturally occurring unexplained phenomena from the commercially available manufactured yeah. stuff that that we know exists within law enforcement, within certain military compartments there are these devices like we heard about the the sonic attacks going on on our um our men and women that are stationed in cuba i don't know if you keep up with current events but that's been going on so things like that can you elaborate a little bit on how do you separate um, maybe your investigative techniques or the, uh, am i jumping ahead josh no no, no. no the, to answer point. your question um thank you Ismael. the we have uh, different voice recorders that re record at different levels of frequencies. And uh, um, when you have something that is manipulated or altered, let's say somebody has that type of machine, um, you can you can you have a, a graph that gives you a reference point where this is like visible light. This is everybody okay. can hear. Um, also, is the uh, we don't. When we do voice recording, we do not advise the family or the homeowner. We start recording until after, because we don't want uh, you know the the integrity of the investigation needs to be where we put voice recorders. Not only the voice recorders, uh, we also have uh, the cameras record uh, uh, a different angle. So, for example, we picked up a voice, a DVR picked up the voice, the camera picked up the voice. The digital voice recorder picked up, picked up the voice, and we all checked the for you know the the uh, the integrity of the, the the levels of recording. So we do a lot of analyzing. Uh, we have no life, and I'll explain that. Keep that as a, <laughs> not to note. We're not Hollywood changes a lot of things. Those ghost shows do not tell you 40 hours, 80 hours of static viewing video or audio. That means everybody wants to go investigate. They're curious. They want to go in there and film, but no one wants review evidence. That's Correct. the hard part. That's right. And we're there watching and analyzing, and and it can be 80 hours, 60 hours. It can be 100 hours reviewing and nothing. And we just wasted time. You can say, oh, I could have been somewhere else doing something else. Within the years, we were able to uh, not only have those, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, practice uh, remedies, and you can say uh, comes with time. It's gold for us because now we put that practice on a lesson plan. Uh, so when I get a millennial, not to offend anybody here, 
Because I think questions and everything. Well, I Googled it. That doesn't say that. I'm sorry. This is not in Google. This captain in the 1970s and the 80s. We show him the practice. Mm -hmm. This is the voice recorder. This is why uh, it works. How it 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 uh, the who the who, all the W's to what they need to know, and then we have them practice that mythology. Um, that's kind of I can best answer to your question because everything can be manipulated. I go again. The best evidence for for everything is your field experience. Let me give you a story. A detective from the police department tells him, Mr. Quare, I believe all your all the stuff that you do. I maybe it's real, maybe it's not, but I myself, I'm gonna go buy myself a voice recorder. He went to Radio Shack uh, or a local store, and he bought a voice recorder. We went to this uh, central building, abandoned building here in Laredo, Texas. We went to the morgue. I can't say names, guys. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we went to the morgue, and uh, he left a voice recorder there. We locked up the door, got out of the building. The following day, he picked up the voice recorder and says, I'm going to check this voice recorder you know, that, that I bought. I'm the one with the, with the key and everything, so let's see if I picked up anything. And he picked up Electro Voice Phenomena, an EVP, and it said, tired. Wow. Clearly, it said, with a whisper, tired. He called me about 1.30 in the morning, and he, he tells me, I, with the F, I freaking hate you. Wow. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Remember the voice recorder and everything? Yes, I can't sleep. I picked up something. And, and he was very skeptic. He was very upset and says, did anybody go back to the building? I go, no. What's going on? I really hate you. I can't sleep. And I go, well, that's good. You got evidence. <laughs> but I never expected that my voice recorder was going to pick up a voice. Did anybody go back? I go, no, but you're the one with the key. <laughs> and he goes, well, what does that mean? I have no idea. Well, aren't you the expert? But I go, sir, can we say it's paranormal? No, I'm not going to say it's a ghost. No, 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 no. You don't you, you understand. Yeah. The word paranormal means something not normal. Can you say it's not? It's paranormal. It's next to it. And then he goes. Uh, yeah, it's outside of normal. Yeah. And he goes, uh, well, yeah. And then he got hooked. He's been with the group ever since. And, uh, you know, those are the experience that tells you what is real, what is not real. what. So he had to get his own equipment to give him kind of a, foundation of trust the baseline the baseline for him to start to believe in this this activity if it, if it is we're a non-profit organization guys just to add that uh-huh we have no money so is that 5013c we're we're in the process of 51c3 uh, uh the c3 uh like i said our return of investment is the research we never wanted to go in the limelight you know to the public we're not into the likes on Facebook or get get, we're not into any of that. The reason that we became public is because we had Texas Monthly Magazine was very nosy. <laughs> wow. uh, Texas Monthly Magazine was doing a story on border violence many years back on the La Posada. We were doing an investigation of the Republic of Rio Grande, which is a historical building next to La Posada. The Texas Monthly Magazine uh, you know, reporter walked in, and we said, sir, I'm sorry, sir, you need to, you know, this is, uh, what is that? And he goes, well, that's a camera, sir. 
Okay, and what is, are you guys ghost hunting? I go, we're not ghost hunting, sir. This is, can you please leave? And I'm trying to be as polite. But, you know, good reporter he is. He was like, wow, that is a, a, a detector, right? An EMF detector? Yes, sir. It's a, you know electric magnetic field detector. Yeah. And that is that a thermal camera over there? Oh, my goodness. And I go, sir, can you please leave? And remember, we're... A hobbyist. Yeah, you're just yeah. out here doing your thing. You okay, know, we're in a Sunday. We have sandals yeah. and we have greasy shirts and we're <laughs> comfortable clothing. We don't have a, a uniform. Yeah. And uh, all my group there is saying, "Who's that guy?" And hey, well, that guy's from Texas Monthly, Monthly Magazine. What are you doing? Where? Why, why did you bring him? I didn't bring him. He, he, he walked in. He's asking questions. So I was as diplomatic as I could be. I told him, "Can you please leave?" And he goes, "Look." I want to do a story about you guys. I'm from Te Texas Monthly Magazine. Oh, yeah, you hit the big time right there. So uh, he gave me his card, and uh, we said no. And then he called me about two, three times, and uh, I said, well, what, what is the name of your group? Loretta Paranormal Research Society. And that's how everything started. Wow. That... Uh, Texas Monthly Magazine hit all the way to New York Times. We got a call from uh, Discovery Channel, American Channel. They want to do a story with us. They want to do a show, the Warner Brothers, with us. And I told them, I'm sorry, but if you see our show or the way we work, it would be more of a comedy. Because <laughs> 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 we have a lot of bloopers when, that, when we do our investigations, all in, in good faith. But uh, it, that's how we started to be opened up to the public. Now, when you open to the public, you have the good, the bad, and the ugly, the people out there. Uh, you got the good people, you have the bad people, and then you have the ugly people. So we had a, I had to learn uh, to talk to the public and tell them about what we do and everything. But our mission changed how we first analyzed the investigations, how the evidence was dissected, and we wanted to help families because families couldn't call the cops or couldn't call the sheriff or local law enforcement to get rid of what everything is there. So I can't get into too much in what practice religion, but we have some religious uh, organizations that help us. We kind of facilitate the, we're the middle people to get their houses or the like building blessed. blessed, and all that. blessed. Okay. The two things, let's talk about a skeptic point of view and a religious point of view. On a skeptic point of view, or can say that the family, when they get the blessing of their house, they think God is there and they're motivated. Possible is true, and they're not. They're not. You know, fear uh, is no longer a, a factor. Or religious point of view is that you actually God did make His presence and made His work. Either or, it's a good thing. And those are the two opinions that we have in our group uh, that they think that when they do a blessing. Versus a, a, a spiritual point of view. A word to like the skeptics in the way that I perceive things that I feel that their greatest tool that they feel that they use, which would be like their logic and scientific inclinations, is like the same basis to like prove that there's actually something going on. Because I might be a hundred percent incorrect, but the way that I've like learned to perceive and my scientific understanding, quote unquote, I say that because I have like no no scientific a background, I would say, just like on my own personal time looking into stuff and um, understanding stuff in a certain way, right? So the way that I see things or the way from what I've learned 
is that matter atoms in this specific instance that they all resonate at a certain frequency right that's so, correct yeah okay the so like molecular bonds yes they're all resonating at certain frequencies different matter has different frequencies therefore necessitating like different densities of objects and stuff like that and um energy works in the same way more or less right yeah that's okay correct. so even if a skeptic wants to look at it in that point of view and be like scientific about it there is a hundred percent it's imperceptible to us because we don't have the machinery or the mechanisms biologically to, to perceive these changes in uh, the energy in a certain area when it moves from one frequency to another or, or perceive the shift in like the frequencies uh, from the molecular bonds that are holding together matter, right? But some people do. And then that's where like the whole yeah, psychic abilities yeah. come through. And sometimes I feel that certain uh phenomena is powerful enough to to for even like the regular normal person that might not have psychic abilities be able to feel because it's again it's affecting the area in that they're living in so it's catalytic it's it's affecting yeah. the local area there's yes. a catalytic uh and so like if if this entity whatever it is phenomena is powerful enough to cause like a dramatic change in the vibrational frequencies in the area then it, it becomes perceptible to normal people and more so to psychics as a like a real heavy vibe in one way or another right so like the idea of skeptics being like no it's because science is like a double-edged sword for them because if you like if you explain it in the way that i just explained it right now their own logic defeats their yeah. inability to like believe that's so, why yeah. i Again, I repeat, for a skeptic or an atheist or whoever you want to have, they get always, you know, uh, I, I guess they get labeled to be negative. They're not. Very smart people. A skeptic is very, very, very smart. This person wants concrete evidence. So when a skeptic dissects your evidence and tells you why he thinks or he thinks it's, it's not, he just put more value to your evidence. If I tell you a spirit moved this phone, a skeptic's going to tell you, he's going to give you all the answers that you need. He's going to tell you electrons and neutrons, quantum physics. It can tell you it was uh, air. You know, it, it gives you it, it. That's why you need a good skeptic people on your group because they're the ones that are with a knife cutting See, your evidence. Yeah. They're cutting your evidence. But once a skeptic becomes an open mind, he's lost. We need another skeptic, okay? Because they hit walls. And that's the thing. Us, as human nature, we're explorers. Mm -hmm. By human nature, you wouldn't have a computer. You wouldn't have this electronics. There's always a curiosity. That's, that's how we're being created. We investigate, and we're very curious. Some breakthroughs in medicine. There's some breakthroughs on, on, on astrophysics. There's breakthroughs every day because we're curious by nature. We like, love to explore. So one of the things that gives us the key success for us to investigate is mystery, the unknown. And if someone tells me right now and tells me, do you want to know all the truth of everything of everything? I can tell you that right now. If God would tell me that, then give me just an, an example. I would say, no, I want to live the process. Aye, that's wonderful. Okay? I want to live the process, and then if I die, our research, you know, it's a team effort. It's a team-building effort that we want for all of us to put 
you know, a touch feeling to what LPRS uh, mission is. So when we die, we publish our work for someone else to expand. A good example, Isaac Newton, an astronomer, for his practice to see celestial objects in the sky, the government locked him up. He was house arrest for many, many years for his practice. He's one of the biggest inventors of the reflective telescope. Okay, there's, 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 he's a pioneer as the other astronomer, Mercer. Mercer uh, discovered the first 100 celestial objects in the sky back in the 1600s. That's another uh, uh, explorer. So not that we believe only in go. We are expanding our exploration with archaeology. Oh, my God, let me tell you the things we have found ex exactly in this area, on this building. There was a battlefield here with the Union and the Confederate here in the 1860s. We wow. found cannonballs. We found saber swords. We have found a lot of stuff. Uh, we're right now in the process to find, you know, we have about 300 artifacts. More into the uh, Texas supply. I can't say too much information, but I can tell you more into that area to like the downtown area. Downtown, or more, more, more to uh, like the Azteca that area. No, 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 not the Azteca. More into the uh, right here. I'm talking about oh, the like 359 Ghost Town. Uh, more into where. Only Let's try to stay a little vague for our, um, you know, really, really intelligent listeners we, out there. We, we found... General vicinity yes. in that direction. Yeah, we found uh, <laughs> di dinosaur eggs. Oh, snap. That's wild. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, so th there's a lot of history here in Laredo that uh, it needs to be disclosed. It needs dinosaur to be eggs, he's my... Dinosaur eggs. That's we, crazy. We, we don't know if it's, it's tortoise or alligator because this needs to be... Uh, sea level. Yeah. Uh, you see, this this is part of LPRS. It's it's a mystery science group, uh, and it's paranormal. Not because Man. the word is used as as for ghost hunting on it, but it's it's mystery. Yeah. Uh, our group, uh, not only that we have done archaeology, we have the largest telescope in Laredo, larger than the one from uh, Tamiu. Really. We have a 15 uh, inch uh, skyscream telescope. You can see the rings of Jupiter. I mean, the rings of Saturn, Saturn. Uh, the moons of uh, can Jupiter. Can you see the black cube of Saturn? Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> the hex hexagon. Yeah, at the, the South Pole. There. We. Um, I got some binoculars. That, the eighty millimeter binoculars. Yes, that's yeah. that can work too. I'm I'm a, I'm a crazy for looking at the stars. Um, star clusters, nebulas. Or a uh, positive crazy. All of that. We have that for astronomy. We have. Uh, the best night vision, uh, monoculars, I can tell you. Very, wow. very expensive uh, uh, equipment. It's only used for the military. Yeah, if you guys are law enforcement, I mean, the current president of the United States signed over an executive order that, uh, that released a budget. lot of military-only tech for law enforcement. So you guys should be able to have amazing tech. Well, this is more in the law enforcement. The, yeah. the, this this monoculars... Uh, were I donated by us by um, a surplus. I can't get in too much in details. We had, to do, we, had to, we had to go to a background check. I cannot move this monoculars, night vision, overseas, anywhere. This is only used for law enforcement. But we, we, we yeah. do some sky, yes. uh, sky watch. And let me tell you, there's a lot of things in the sky that, that has no explanation. Some Star I've, Trek uh, stuff. Yeah. That's um, dope. Really interesting. Um, I... 
recently discovered that the reason why we chose the uh, Sea of Tranquility and the moon was because we had been observing that since like the 1850s and seeing many, many orbs flying through there um, as far back as the 1850s. And, mm-hmm. and uh, is, is, can you guys talk about this at all? I mean, again, like I, I go about this, uh, let's see, I think I heard you talk about the Unacknowledged documentary. Yeah. And so uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, the Center for the Search for Extraterrestrial C-SETI. Intelligence. When I went to mm-hmm. college, um, our laboratory had a, a C-SETI um, screensaver. So we were part of that. You know, I went to college in the 90s. So we had that where we were, he was using our computational power in that big radio telescope in Peru, and yes. many, many labs around the, the country were use, you know, putting their PC power and allowing CSETI to, to use this, but he's a real credible guy. But he talked about these orbs. It, the, since the mid-1800s, we had seen these orbs with telescopes, and, and that's why we chose that, that place to land mm-hmm. in the moon. Um, I might be more, you know, fantastic, uh, Did, fanatical about the the UFO stuff, even though I oh, yeah. tell you Same I'm, a, here. I'm a neutral. I mean, but <laughs> Same I'm probably here, not but a neutral I, at all. My theory on that is that um, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about UFOs. I mean, apparently, and there's even space elevators. Like if you use the right the right um, the right type of wavelength, you can actually see the thousands of space elevators that we have going up from terrestrial up into space. I don't know if you guys have seen that in your investigations, but I mean, there are literal space elevators, the Sumerian space elevators from 230,000 years ago that are still in effect. I, I'm, I got to turn off my mouth. No, 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 no. Like I, a, I, like I a Jacob's ladder or something? No, like tubes. <laughs> like like yeah. tubes. Like, like when you develop the film, all you see are just lines after lines, and you just see le- lights going up in the lines. And these these go right out of the like Tower of Babel and Marduk, and and building the 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 space and the the oh, you know the yes, word yes, yes, missile. Yes, yes. The, I the, know the, exactly uh, what you're talking the, about. Uh, how do they call it? The hi- Hebrew word for you know I, and whatever. Just yes, sh- they're they're the Ismael take over, <laughs> Joe take over. Mm. What what I was getting onto was that my I'm on the fence with the UFOs to whether I'm not sure if it's a psyop to hide the fact that we that human ingenuity is actually like the culprit behind what we kn- come to know as unidentified flying objects, and the psyop is yeah dude aliens that that way it kind of takes like the the or I I don't I'm not gonna say ability but the idea or the credibility that humans are able to achieve so much through their intellect but the psyop being oh yeah it's not made here is like oh then we could never ever make that sure yeah so then like you kind of like seal yourself off from ever achieving well that's what ismail was talking about isaac newton mercer i mean these are incredibly intelligent men and uh and Mm -hmm. women out there in history that have have uh gone on and investigated they've they've been pioneers so um We've, I, I do believe in a lot of suppression of information and, and for, for safety because we don't want, maybe we don't want people with the access yeah, to I that mean, info like to go and... Societies have fallen on, based on this exactly, type of information. Exactly, break down society and, and everyone yeah. stops working, everybody stops you know, functioning. Um, but at the same time, we do have to re- release the information when the time is right to the right people using the right... Yeah, I can tell you guys are incredibly serious because we were talking... I always talk to Josh about the rule of three. So when you meet people and they, they, they distill things down to three, that means that they are incredibly serious. They're not, they're not wasting time with 10 million reasons. They say there's three reasons. Boom, boom, boom. And that, 
again, it, it goes back to the field work. You got a, a note to the millennials again. <laughs> Not, mm-hmm. Field work always trumps theoretical work, but both of them together make a, make a great pair. So, you know. Um, modern day, uh, for the modern day uh, investigator, breakthrough is night vision. Uh, night vision was, it's been given to the government first. Uh, Sony is the only company that has a, some, some type of night vision on their cameras. Uh, the first cameras that came out in the early 70s that had night vision could see through clothing. Um, they had to put filters, they had to remove <laughs> them. Uh, it's that as powerful, I can tell you, the, the, the night vision. That's and, wild. But um, uh, I can tell you the night vision on the military-grade monoculars can see 50,000 times what we can't, we can't see. So you can see those soldiers that are in you, the you can see active camera. Mic- mic- microwave amplification. Do you have any microwave viewing devices where you, you're using microwaves to visualize uh, 3D space? No. No, no. We, we use, for now, uh, telescopes, and we use combined the tensifier of a monocular to see uh, deep, deep sky objects. Wow. Um, but uh, night vision, is, it's very, very important that you understand. There's, there's a lot of energy around us that we can't see. Uh, gamma rays, uh, ultraviolet light, yeah. infrared yeah, light. W- our eyes perceive such a small scale of the, the whole light spectrum. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you use those night vision, they can see, and I'm talking complete darkness, almost like daylight. We have seen black shadow figures going in the roofs of houses. We have seen balls of energy that go in like butter inside, outside of houses. They, uh, we have seen triangulars, craft flying over Laredo that we're able to film Back in 2010. Extra TR3. Okay, uh, so yeah, how do we know that those aren't uh, the um, man-made ones? Lockheed Martin yeah. uh, spacecraft. Um, the well, one that they currently have working is called the Astra TR3B. Yeah, yeah, and the, they are operated um, they, by coherent thought. The the only thing that I've seen, uh, and it's very loud, it's the uh, Predator drone. They have a propulsion system. Okay, yeah. Wait, so you've seen those over Laredo? Yeah, we filmed oh, it. Oh yeah, those. Oh, yeah, we filmed. I could have sworn I saw one. And I was like, nah, th- no. No, but those I, drones are real. I, I have a friend that saw one um, on, the, on the back of a, a vehicle that was like, like... They were bringing it over. Or they something. were bringing it, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, a couple of friends of mine have seen them like going into hangars here at the airport. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw one like in flight, like towards the south side of town, like the deep south, like yeah. close to the border and stuff. And I was like... I, are they allowed to fucking fly We're a really, really space? important city to the United States. The well, Laredo, Texas is so important. So uh, we're going to have a lot so of we, high tech. Yeah, we film a triangular craft uh, that had no sound of combustion, no sound of engine or propulsion. Okay, but we've had those since 1953, yep. the, the Lockheed Martin and Boeing, um, yes. the Skunk Works. That's how Skunk Works uh, was developed. So we, when we filmed it, um, we couldn't see with your naked eyes. You only through night so vision. So it's probably cloaked. Okay. Okay. So it was cloaked with that infrared technology. I was telling you. Yeah. After we uh, yep. after we show this film Philadelphia experiment. Uh, to uh, a, famous, a famous journalist, uh, Mr. Jaime Maussan, um, he published it in his uh, presentation. It hit CNN and Fox News, and we had our email Yahoo email getting about mm. eight hundred <laughs> wow. emails per day. 
Um, that's ridiculous. That's there. <laughs> wow. That's that's there uh, on YouTube. We just put UFO Laredo Triangular, and uh, it's been uh, uh, amplified. We put color filters. It was analyzed by a videographer that works for the Homeland Security. Department of Homeland Security (DHS). So I can tell you that uh, that's one of the big big findings. Those filters, those same filters that you um, that you briefly mentioned, they're the they're the filters that the that you can use to see the space elevators. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you guys will get there. You'll stumble <laughs> And upon you'll it. see them. There, there are thousands of them. We, thousands. I think one time, one time we were, were using night vision, and uh, a, a, a fellow investigator and I, we were looking in the far, far east, you know, and we did notice some rectangular shafts going up in the, the air. So... You know, so uh, we did a. Uh, we mentioned it. You know, yeah, we got this, it right and there, uh, we we uh, showed it to uh, uh, one of our famous uh, heatwave burner. Uh huh. Yeah. And he had no idea what what it was. You know. Yeah. Um, those things are. You know, you discover them by accident. Sure. Um, like you were t- you were telling me earlier that you're on the fence about. UFOs, flying saucers, and all this. No, not not that they don't exist. That they're purely the product of human ingenuity versus their extraterrestrials or interdimensional entities. Yeah, that yeah. created okay. them. That's I'm not on the fence whether they exist or not. They exist a hundred percent. I'm just on the fence on their origins. Have, 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 have you, are you all familiar with the ancient uh, cave paintings? Oh yeah, like yes. in yeah. France, For sure. you know the uh, the bison and. Oh yeah, and you have the the rhinoceros, and you have the, uh, I believe, a uh, elephant or a giraffe, and they're all like they're all like, grouped together. And yeah, and that's right. The the other designs that they don't that, that they don't show that's are right. the ones right on top of them. Uh huh. They're the they usually crop the saucer shaped. Yeah, they're they're discs you know, in the sky. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and discs. they have like a, even contrails like exactly. You know, yeah. So yeah. they don't show that to the public. They sure don't now. So. I've 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 did a lot of I've I've done archaeology I've I've studied pictographs I've studied petroglyphs now every most of the things that I know that I've read I studied that when the natives back then would see and everything that they would draw on these caves uh, using red ochre you know uh, it was symbolic so there were there were things that they would see. Mostly like every day, the sun, mountains, water, the you orb. know, animals, and then these shooting stars, and then all of a sudden, this this deal comes out like, what's that? You yeah, know, so yeah. it it you know it it makes you think. You know, you go to South America, you have these the this stone. Lines, no, or? not Nazca lines, but in uh, in Puma Punco. Oh, Puma okay. Punco. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, That's where they have the uh, there's a there's a gate there and. There's this goddess, or this god that, uh, and all these flying, uh, flying oh, uh, things, things yeah. around yeah. her. So this structure in Puma Punco, it's made. Uh, the rock is very hard. It's made out of uh, not granite, but it's a diorite, and sure. it's the, one of the hardest things in, in the world, you know. Yeah. But. If you see what they've done to them, they've they've surfaced it out like very smooth, and uh, it's like CNC machined or something. Yes, like they laser cut it. 
how is how is it done now? Exactly, and then that goes back to where I'm on the fence on is like, like there's people that like to say that oh, there's no way that it could have been done by humans, but it, it so it has to be alien. But that's 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 plausible if if you come to understand uh, human history the way that like mainstream science has, which is like our first real rendition of a civilization organized as a society is Sumeria. But mm-hmm. there's evidence that points to like an even f- a predecessor to antediluvian yeah. civilization. Yeah. To, so uh-huh. like prior to the, the deluge or the flood that occurred um, when the polar ice caps, but not spontaneously, but like catastrophically melted or and, maybe some asteroid. Yeah, exactly. Knocked like a whole bunch of water. Yeah. Somewhere. And, and that's more to towards where like, again, that it comes back to evidence based mm-hmm. um, uh, observations and stuff. That's where the evidence kind of points to. And, now, like the the uh, the theory is starting to shift more. Then mainstream science is still somewhat reluctant to yes. accept these new theories. But there's a hundred percent like physical evidence of just giant flooding that is more Correct. than likely due to um, celestial bodies like crashing into. Yeah, I mean, ice, the Epic of Gilgamesh talks about a great flood. Exactly. Yes. You go to the local library. You go to the history section. There's a good book called uh, The Kingdom of Zapata. In one of the chapters, you find a that there is some petrified redwoods of close to Roma, Texas that were found. Also some giant clams, you know, and all of these were taken to the Smithsonian back when... And sequestered. Yep. And after that... Oh, suppressed. And there was also supposedly a a tomb, a, a, a tomb, well not a With the headpiece, uh, uh, you know, in the cemetery when you... Your headstone, headstones, yeah, headstones. yeah. that had the uh, Roman numerals uh, on this on this red, petrified redwood. The Roman numerals was, I think, was twenty one or something like that. Um, twenty one, yeah. twenty one chromosomes. Right. Well, uh, no, it has twenty three, and we were twenty. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, no, they uh, said it was some kind of uh, it was a it was a worm that ate through it, and it. It left that that yeah. trail it eroded the yeah. it eroded. Yeah, the, oh so. my no, goodness! But but yeah, like so so. We're, what what I was getting at is that, um, what, the timeline again for human beings as like the current biological. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got 3.5 million years ago, we have Australopithecine afarensis, and Lucy, then, yeah. and then what we have like a million years ago, maybe 750,000, we have Java man or the Homo habilis, mm-hmm. and then so on and so on. Until and we get man. to Homo sapiens sapien around 250,000 years, years ago. And, and yeah, and then, and then appa- they're hunter-gatherers for like... 200,000 years, yeah, and up, then up all until, of a sudden, yeah. 10,000 years ago, we oh. invent riding and the wheel. Just out of nowhere. And the number zero. Yeah. Out of and, nowhere. And that's to where, like, what the new, like, alternate human timeline or whatever, it, it pushes back, like, the actual organized civilization to maybe, like, 13, 14, 15, 16,000 years. Some go as far back as, like, 30,000 years in certain I've, renditions. Yeah, of, like, I've heard some translations. some, some uh, scientists suggest that the, uh, the density of outer space was mm-hmm. uh, um, greater during the... Um, uh, moments right after the Big Bang. So the speed of light was um, 60 exponents faster. So 10, mm. 10 to the 60th power faster than it, than is, it now. is now. Which is still so that fast. means that we are actually a 
closer to possibly 30,000 years old as a universe. Wow. We're not 15 billion. Right. So when you actually calculate time, I don't know, Ismael's um, grinning over here. You want to have a, maybe a comment? or did no, I, no, I'm thinking. Did I realize something that you had been thinking about? I don't know if you all were aware, but going back to uh, uh, Upright Man, there was the first, you know where the first... Uh, uh, Primate of the New World was discovered. Um, and, and, and Old Vi Gorge? No, 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 no. East no. Africa? The no, Nikis? No, the, remember those 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 primates were were from the from the old world. Okay. Lay it on me, John. Here here in the New World, oh, they don't okay, they're not they're not from here. Please don't tell me that they're from Laredo. <laughs> I'm gonna go right now and they're from Laredo. Oh my goodness! My aunt was right. Time, Time Magazine, aunt, Lake Casablanca. There was a, a team of, uh, I believe, it was paleontologists. They were going through, um, you know, they were excavating, and they find these uh, remains of a, uh, of a of a primate. So they 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 said that it's a new uh, a genotype of a ape. That is, what's it doing here? How did it get here? It's it's the first of this new world, and and they're they're supposed to be over there in in Africa. Yeah. So this one was found over here in Laredo, and you can Google it. It's in uh, CNN and, and Time. It occurred oh my in goodness, two thousand three or two thousand five. Jesus. Well, apparently Pangaea, uh, according to this new you know speed of light, Pangaea was just a few thousand years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there theoretically we could provide some. Uh, physical evidence as to why we might have seen old world primates in the new world but i'd really like to get into this this is like right up my alley i love primates I, mm-hmm. oh my goodness yes man i'm a primate myself so. yes yeah the, this was yeah. a this was a i don't know what kind of hominid it was but it, it wasn't it was it was a primate you know and uh how did it get here yeah. how, how you know so yeah, because Josh has talked about before on, on some of his uh, um, podcasts, the uh, Terrence McKenna and the idea oh, that, um, you know, when we were primates, we were, we had, we would follow the cattle, we, we were mm-hmm. migratory, so we were looking for right, our food, nomads. you know, nomads, so as we were um, following these animals, we would eat the uh, magic mushrooms in their feces. And so that um, gave us better ocular acuity. And so Ismael mentioned night vision, 50,000 times better than day vision. Mm -hmm. So that gave our primate ancestors an edge over their primate cousins because they could visually see something in the world that their cousins couldn't see. Now, therefore, um, could we be advancing our own evolutionary biology by... By looking into this um, Laredo Paranormal Research Society in the future, do you perceive that that this will be a a changing point when people look back in history and they say, wow, humans started to evolve because they were able to see, um, because our brain is a multidimensional organ. It's not just within one dimension. We're Mm. we're operating as a wave and a particle, according to the um, uh, Rutherford experiment you know, back 100 years ago, wave and particle at the same time. So I believe you guys are on to something. You're on a breakthrough. And in the future, you know, when we have the 50 years from now or 60, even five years from now, people will say, hey, we're changing. We're creating a new type of sapien because we've got people that are using the visual tools available, commercially available, 
and we can we can actually see reality before our eyes. My Which, father used to tell me when I was a little boy, little baby, baby, if you can see what's in reality, you can cut it with a knife mm-hmm. in the air. I don't know how my father got that information, but you know he was an old timer, hmm. raised by his parents, and his yes. born in a house, born in the same house that his grandpa was born in. So old timers, you know. So intuition. Maybe yeah, I don't intu- know if like what I mentioned, logic, emotion. And intuition. We have to blend all three together so that we can be complete. Remember uh, Edgar Casey? Absolutely. Yeah, I was a mega prophet. Edgar Casey fanatic over here. Read where, many where books as a where child. Do you, where do you think he got his his messages? Pues. Don't tell me Laredo, please. Stop. No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. No, no, we got to stop on the Laredo. <laughs> I was like, stop. It, Y'all, I think, touched base on that. It was when he was... Between the alpha and, and beta waves, he was, oh, okay. he was a, they he called was him the sleeping prophet. Yes, he was asleep, and he would he was like rapid in that eye REM, movement in exactly. between the REM exactly. and the I forgot I can't the remember. delta. Yes, the waves and and what but yeah, he would see these things. Um, you talked about it once in uh, in I think it was the Indie Muck where you talked about the sleep paralysis and how. Oh uh, yeah, they had. I um, think they brought that. Is up. that a Not paranormal sure experience? Um, I've been told that that uh, of course you know. Again, this is you got Hollywood that fills people with a bunch of baloney, yeah. or and some of it might be true, but it's it's Half entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've been told that genetically, that uh, we are predisposed genetically, that these uh, entity beings can scan our genetics and they know ah over here they have the genes they can catch this information I see without. Any explanation. Again, this is outside of science because we don't have the uh, the ability. Let me tell you a story. Like Ismail told stories, really, really good story. I met a I met a chemist in India once, mm-hmm. and this man told me a story about a man that he knew that could touch a grain and rub it. For your our radio listeners, I'm rubbing my fingers together. He could touch a a, a grain of wheat, rub it together, and tell you if it was a, if it had mycotoxin. B or mycotoxin, you know, whichever mycotoxin was in there, he could tell. And then the scientist would take it over to the gas chromatograph machine, run it through, and then run it through the um, HPLC. And sure enough, that guy was onto something. So we have a level of sensitivity as human beings that we're not aware of. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Natural phenomena are, are, there's an umbrella. And I I believe that paranormal is within natural. 100%. We're just... uh, we're just, we're like playing crosswords. You know, they're saying 26 down and 26 across these letters, and we're filling in the gaps. We have no idea what, that and, what we're doing. And like the, the way that the society that you guys we're know currently, what you're doing, but uh, yeah, you know, but the society that we're currently living in is like limiting Fast our pace, perception instant, into like Google, Google here search, now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Instagram. So, so like. I don't know. Maybe no, mind expansion is. You're, just like, you're right. We're gonna come to the point, I guess, when y'all are. Maybe into your maybe your sixties or seventies, uh, find out how many people, you know, who who know how to write script, you know, cursive, mm-hmm. or paragraphs, because that's that's becoming, you know, uh, it's it's uh, not too many people write anymore. Correct. You yeah. know, and uh, it's that's that was our. That's how civilization, you know, the the well, that's Mayans. what separates us from them, right? The ability to write, the ability exactly. to use tools, and the ability to um, what did I say that last time? Um, to be lazy, because <laughs> right. only human beings choose to be lazy. Animals can't; they they just don't choose to be lazy. Mm-hmm. So, so, what happened if we lose that? That you know, what what wow. becomes of us? 
Or we, we, bec- we, it moves we become into, a new sapien. Yeah, we exactly. become another type yeah. of sapien. And is this going to be normal? Are we just going to be able to look out and see 50,000 times better? You know, our, What do you see in the future as far as the paranormal? Well, right now, right, Ismail, there's a lot of a... A lot of groups, this has begun, it's exploded. There's a lot of, uh, since with going back 10 years, when uh, these shows that come up out in, you know, on the network, there was even, even Animal Planet had a, a special on animal ghosts. I was so upset with that show. Dude. Wow. So, uh, so are there a lot of people that are trying to put out misinformation, would you say? Maybe no. not misinformation, but just make money off of it, right? Well, um I don't know. That's I don't know how to answer that. Uh, I, I guess we're investigators first, and and archive research than anything for the public. Um, we're going to be publishing a lot of the information, the mythology, how we investigate as a practice. Um, if we evolve a concept and then someone makes it better, we as investigators have done our job. You know, I'm 48 years old. I know that anytime soon uh, I can be gone and the research needs to continue. The research is very serious. It's nothing we can talk about it. We, it's like learning how to swim by talking. It's not the same when you're in the water. Field experience. The field experience is the ultimate best evidence that I can tell you. I, I've I, never I, met I, anyone that has talked about orbs before. You know, uh, so that's wonderful. The 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 most important thing is, for the record, I hate orbs. <laughs> Not because, just because like whenever they're like, look orbs, I'm like, bro, that could easily just be like a speck of dust. Like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah, that's yeah. not. You know, like, I, like we're 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 not talking about the Polaroid picture wrong things. We're talking about actual video yeah. of an anomaly. No, like that's why that's I what I'm saying. A, like, I've yeah. seen several several videos that are like, "Did you see that? Did you I see that?" I'm like, what that speck of dust that just flew by? An orb experience camera? that I experienced when I was 17, and I, I I've never told it to anyone. But like, I went into the. Do you mind sharing it? Well, I oh, I mean, sorry, briefly, ahead, I can say like there was the I saw the orb, mm. and I was awake. I was conscious. I was yelling to my sister in the other room and her husband. Nobody could hear me. And then it disappeared. 17 years old. I was freshman year of college. Did you call it an orb when you saw it? You told your friends or you said it was a... No, I saw the orb. it was a light? I saw the orb. It was just in... It was an invisible anomaly in a bend in light space. So I could see... Like a mirage type of thing, I could see bends in light space. I was... I I saw something get in... Like come out of the colcha... I, I stood up on the bed and I yelled to my sister and her husband, come and help me. And nothing. Nobody heard me. And nothing. And then it just went away. How about that? Wow. And uh, that's so crazy. Um, that's where I brought in. I brought up a little bit about the sleep paralysis because I was told that if you have certain alleles or certain uh, genetic, you know, certain genotype, uh, you are predisposed to having this type of uh Experiences. Experiences, and um, I've actually woken up from the sleep paralysis. Like, people have, have said, no, you can't wake up from the sleep paralysis. That's when they're scanning you and analyzing your brain. And I was like, no, pues I was in India one time, and, and I, I was not going to go through sleep paralysis in another country. So I said, no, this is not going to happen. I'm on a bus with strangers, and 
palos I hit the guy that was next to me because I said, I'm waking up from this and palos I hit the indio that was next to me and, and he just looked at me and said, I'm a tourist. I'm, I just woke up. I was having a bad dream. I didn't tell him about that, but I was scared, wow. man. Because like, okay. I, I, I could feel like the, the dark and the black was pulling me down and I, and was. I was stuck and I was screaming and I could see the bus and everything was disappearing and then, no, what? And, and I hit him this soft. But for me, it was like a... Like, like Mike Smack, Tyson, yeah. like I Mike Tyson, the guy. Give him a nice left hook. But um, uh, I have a story that was told to me uh, by a friend of mine that uh, um, he was in India doing like a photo op and stuff with uh, a group of photographers and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, they visited this, I forgot what city it was, but it's where they uh, cremate like the dead, right? And But like out in the open. So there's like human remains, ash oh, wow, floating around yeah. and shit. And um, I'm, this is his story. I'm just paraphrasing. But uh, and he was there and he was just like kind of mocking it a bit in a sense. He was like, oh, like let's cook out or whatever, right? Like just to be a dumbass and <laughs> fuck around. <laughs> and then um, so it was like a whole photo op thing that went to a couple of different countries. And I think he, he ended up in Dubai like a week or so later. While he's editing film and stuff like that, um, all of a sudden he sees like out of the corner of his eye like a person just right here. And then he's like, oh, shit, right? So he like, looks away, and he's talking to his roommate, who they're sharing like a hotel room in Dubai. And he's like, did you see that? And then he's like, no, see what? See who? Like, you didn't see him? And he was like, what? See who? Shiva. Like, and he, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What? Yeah. And to this day, like, well, when he was telling me this story, he was like, I don't know why I said Shiva. Like, I had no idea about anything about that. Like, it's just a name that came out of my mouth when, wow. like, that happens. Oh, yeah. So very strong bad uh entity, entity yeah like it's a, a, a freaking yes, god of death and destruction she's the the strongest yeah uh, uh, yeah spiritual entity yeah yeah entity yeah. in 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 india yeah. and so uh, so that was his experience where you saw like literally the face i guess of shiva or like in 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 incarnate sure, yeah. of, or version of it of her it, it him whatever they z zimzer yeah and, z uh, <laughs> And yeah, and I was like, "What the hell, dude? That's that's really really crazy." Like, I don't yeah, know what it was like do. eight arms or something. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, like, that's another thing. Like, I always wondered. Um, I used to theorize when I was a young undergrad that if we had a a different uh, um, porphyrin ring system in our body and uh, a different counter ion to uh, iron, that we could um, change our biological operating system and grow other arms by using a counter ion like silver or gold inside the porphyrin ring. So within our hemoglobin, we take out the iron and then we insert another counter ion like silver or gold. And then we get more oxygen transporting ability in our body. And therefore, we can create other limbs and different skin and and different operating systems within our own biological organism. I'm, I'm a, I don't know, you know, what you guys think about these things, but... Well, I'm amazed. You were talking to me in Mandarin right there. Like, <laughs> for a while, for a bit. Well, just to give you an example oh, yeah, and I, to bring I, I, it yeah, into the real world, you. plants have the same porphyrin ring, similar, but they have a magnesium ion inside there. So that's why they have, they're have green. They have the chlorophyll. And the chlorophyll, the, that right. So it's, it's a similar ring structure. So what it is, is called a crown ether complex, and it's a big, you know, multi-atom multi, multi um, ring. And within it, it has a counter ion that that um, operates as the pu- plus charge. Ismael talked about electrons and pluses mm-hmm. and minuses, and I do believe fundamentally, fundamentally, we're a, a series of pluses and minuses. That that's what really gets us going. But um, yes. 
as far as that. I'm not talking about positive or negative in terms of uh, um, good or bad. Or, yeah, or just evil. positive just or negative is like a charge. Energy transference. Yeah. But you guys are amazing. I, I've never heard of your group. I'm totally like, Im, like impressed. I, I, I don't even know what to it's say. Funny Usually I, I have like a million things to say. I've, I heard about it maybe a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, snap, like, I wonder if they have, like, a Facebook page. And I looked it up, and there wasn't one for the why? longest time. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why not? Like, or I don't know if it was maybe private or something, but I was like, dude, like, I, I, I want to see, like, what, you know, like, what type of stuff is, like, out there around here in the radio. And then, like, I, it wasn't until recently that you guys actually, like, came up on my radar as far as, like, social media and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, let me, like, like their stuff and, like, so I can, you know, keep updated with, like, whatever it is that you guys have going on. But I was, like, always so adamant of, like, I want to fucking be a part of it or at least, like, be exposed to it to where I can, like, see what it, whatever it is that they capture, like, as evidence and stuff, you know? How do you, how do you guys go about social media? How do you, how do you filter out the, the fanatics, you know, the, the Hollywood type of the from memes. the uh <laughs> from the uh the critical critical analysis type of um people you if know the, so if the um if the troll lives in laredo we always invite him to come and investigate with us with a lot of diplomacy and and to show him wow and then he pulls his back i'm sorry we have that a couple of times wow so you you've yeah. changed some people's hearts a lot of people's hearts. That's wonderful. So mission accomplished. Yeah. The, the 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 thing is, uh, we uh, we not only we do investigations and we do home investigations. I think the level of of our I'm going to say the years of experience was let's analyze what we are investigating. We had the heart where you know investigators for crime, you know for societal structure we can investigate the paranormal and it's going to be easy. It's going to, it's been a mystery for us to try to find the truth or more better explanation of, of the possibilities that there were the practice that we do. Once we found that there is inconclusive investigations, uh, we try to get answers to the people and bless their, their home and their building and everything. And we have to explain to them that it's it's like I already I mentioned is that you have to have a faith. It doesn't have to be uh, you know religious. It can be something that uh, you want to believe in the sun, or you want to believe in Buddha. Anything that gives you the positive yeah. faith and and like an and, anchor, and, and, an anchor or a foundation that you can stand on. But uh, now LPRS is going into. We have been doing already. We want to go to the fifth year. That we go visit most of the schools, high schools, middle schools, and we do a, a video presentation to the kids, to the high school students. We take uh, information from them and we exchange ideas. We network. Um, at one time, we did the uh, like a Skype concept. We did four high schools at the same time in the UISD district, and we do the LISD district too. So. Not only we show artifacts that we, from the archaeology or the Relic Preservation Department of LPRS, we take uh, meteorites found here in Laredo, Texas, and wow. we, we tell them, look, this, this was the size of a basketball, and it came into the you know the wow. different yeah, levels, and then it became and and, and it impact. <laughs> so, and and when you show them evidence and and artifacts, and you show them film and everything, we're showing exploration. We're showing them that uh, 
there's some mystery, you know, the chlorophyll of a plant, uh, you know, the attacking speed. So we have a speed of light compared to many years in the back, you know, the many years uh, uh, compared to now, how technology is expanding uh, is, is, is uh, it's phenomenal. And we want to hit our children, our kids that explore. Whatever it is, it can be medicine, it can be crimes, it can be, you know, mental psychology. Whatever it is, explore and work together. The key success for any group is to work together. And the signs are out there. Let me give you an example. The Earth rotates as one. The moon rotates orbits around the Earth as one. All nine planets, or actually there are ten, but there are nine, uh, rotate as one. Nibiru. Uh, around the, the star, our sun, as one. That's our solar system. The solar system, or the other solar systems, rotate as one around our galaxy. And then the galaxies rotate with all there. There's so many galaxies out there. Oh, my God. But the message is there. Yeah. Whoever created us, and I'm not talking about religion, whoever created us wants for us to be together. One. One. Let me tell you, family, you can break one stick at a time. But you put five, ten sticks, that's unity. You can't break that. And when you have that, you have a focus point. And when you have a focus point, you can create, you can think, you can evolve as humans. That's why it's very important to work always together. LPR is a society. It's not only one person, it's all of us. And just like this table is round, everybody in our group is equal. We don't have, we have a structured leadership, but just to keep... Uh, guiding principles of respect for each other. But the most important thing is the research. Wow. We have about, I want to say, $100,000 on, on equipment. Dang. We have uh, thermal vision, the best thermal vision you can think of. We have the best voice recorders, cameras. We just uh, we created, a, uh, we call it the PG-1, no, uh, PGV-1, paranormal ground vehicle. It's a remote control that records night vision and audio. So those tunnels that we can go in, that uh, remote control can go up to 400 feet. Uh, we just uh, got a drone that we're going to, we just made it into night vision, and uh, hopefully we're going to make it into thermal. You mentioned um, smells uh, briefly when we were talking about paranormal. How do you detect smells? Uh, do you have a gas chromatograph or a, a handheld GC? What, mm. what do you guys use to detect odor? Uh, odor, we, it's our noses for right now, okay. I can tell you. Okay, so the classical uh, method. Yes, um, but electromagnetic fields, uh, we, we checked also uh, DC and direct current and uh, AC current. Uh, there are some small handheld gas chromatographs that are, you know, um, Commercially available, maybe about, you know, a good way to spend $10,000, you know, for a little, like, a no bigger than that computer. It'll yeah. Do you, do you guys, doodad. outside of, like, the uh, the tech that you guys use to detect stuff and anything, do you have, like, any, quote-unquote, like, psychics on there? Or oh, yes. people that are, like, how, sensitive? How did um, I miss this question? We have, uh, well, we have Joe. He's, uh, you can say he's, he's a little bit of everything, so... He's like uh, army knife. He's like our yes. Orale, orale. Okay, and then we have Mr. Este uh, Meme uh, Ramirez. He's our, our also uh, a good friend. Of ours. He has that ability of uh, feeling and seeing. I myself, I'm the geek. I'm the one with the uh, equipment. Uh, 
I'm yeah. kind of the guy that supports James Bond with equipment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, master. I, I, I can tell you a, a good quick story. Uh, we did a presentation conference here at the downtown area, and we had our presentation. And then after the presentation, we have a big line of about 40, 50 people, and they're asking questions. We have to have patience to talk to the public. Uh, if you don't have the patience, uh, you're going to have a bad image about, about your group. So I have to listen to all these 50 people. And I love it. I love to do it because I get information. We network. It's the best yes. information. And there was an old lady, old, old lady. She, she, I believe she was in the late 70s or early 80s. And she, she was walking with a cane. And she says, I commend you, Mr. Cuellar. I love your presentation. I love what you guys do. Keep up the good work. You're bringing the folklore of mystery of Laredo. Oh, man. We took it. I said, thank you so much. I, I remember that so clearly. And this, when we were doing the conference presentation, it was an old building, and it was a balcony, uh, second floor. And she said, Mr. Quad, I'm a psychic. And I can see spirits and, and you know, individuals that have passed. So I asked the lady, and I go, uh, Ma'am, uh, do you see anything here? Go, oh, of course. On the second floor, there's a lady crying uh, in a white dress. And I looked upstairs, and I remember I, I didn't see anything. I, and she says, and she grabbed my hand, and she says, "No, you're not going to believe me because you can't. You do not have the gift, and it's very difficult for me to prove it, to prove that what I see amongst uh, the you know amongst." Uh, the humans and amongst us, only the gifted have that availability, but we don't have the proof. But there is a lady up there. That's why you can't use psychic evidence inside a courtroom. Yes. Well, here, here's uh, the kicker of the story. Um, we had another conference right. and another conference. And then the fourth conference, uh, again, I met a lot of people. There's a young lady with his daughter, a beautiful daughter. I think she was 12. And they came up to me and asked me, you know, thank you. And, and they wanted for us to go on a tour with us and everything. And she mentioned that she, can't, she comes from a family that is psychic and that they've seen things. So I had to ask. And I said, so, well, in this building, ma'am, uh, did you see anything? Well, my daughter can tell you. And she goes, Dile, tell him, tell him. And she goes, uh, Mr. Quiet, up there, there's a lady in dress in white and she's crying. When she said that, from my arms, all the way back to my neck, goosebumps. Que bueno. And I was like, wow, wait, wait, hold on. As an investigator, I have to investigate. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Are you related to a lady and this and this and, this and that? He goes, no, Mr. Quiet, we're not even from here. So you have to vet the, the source. And you go, where, where are you from? We go, we're from Zapata. You know, why? What happened? And she saw my expression on my face, and she's like, oh, someone saw the lady up there and told you, right? See? Yeah, they were gifted, but, um, you know, it's for some of us, it's a curse because we can't prove what we see, but I can tell you, you know, and that's the best, you know, evidence I can tell you as, as if they're real or, you know, or they're not. There is me, I was in the fence. That kind of crossed me the fence of believing in the psychic world. Wow. I've had, I've had some... I've had some experiences like that where I've gone by a building and I've said, wow, you know, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm going to go in there. And then weeks pass and then somebody invites me to a thing. Orale, I'm inside the building that I said I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. um, now, 
you know, you might say, ah, well, that's just projection. But that happens quite often. And it happens specifically with specific people that I've never met and, and that I've, uh, you know, buildings that I've never even seen before in my life. And so things like that happen. I'm not going to say that I'm a psychic, but again, I mentioned that there is a genetic predisposition. One day, 50 years from now, we'll be able to uh, yes. to identify these things using uh, current scientific methods. As an example, Google Face Recognition right now has a, uh, a methodology where they can look at your face and the, the artificial intelligence can analyze your personality. They can tell you whether or not you like, uh, you know, girls, blonde hair girls or this or that. They can tell you just by visualizing yes. your facial structure. So this is something, again, that I was taught as a little boy. I mean, I, I read Edgar Casey books when I was a child, Gene Dixon books, you name it. <laughs> yes. I had the... Gene I had, Dixon. There yeah. you go, right? So I had mm -hmm. Time Life. I mean, I, had, I have a lot of books at my house and yes. a lot of National Geographic. I'm, I am a skeptic, but my goodness... You know, seeing these things that I've seen and and it, experiencing what I've experienced, it it leaves me almost speechless. You know, when I meet people like you that are doing it in real life, mm -hmm. like I've lived stuff like this, but like cool. you guys are doing it, and it's amazing that it's out there in a real life application. Go for it, Josh. What what, what your story brought to my or like made me think about, which is um in the in the couple of days before we we got together today. I was just like online looking a bunch of different videos and uh, more so like hauntings pertaining to like South Texas and just and stuff like that. And um, I came across a video that I think this guy that has like a, a Mexican uh, like a paranormal YouTube channel, right? I think it's called Mundo Terror, Mundo Terror or something like that. But anyways, there's this one video that he had on there that um, was like... A, a compilation of a bunch of different people. I think like five or six videos that were from different areas throughout Mexico of La Llorona, or not La Llorona, but like, like a wailing woman. Yeah, like the wailing, like that you one is associates with La Llorona, and, and there's people outside in the middle of the night, like what the fuck, and they like in the videos, like you can't see anyone, right? Like the streets are empty and stuff, like it's the dead of the night, and there's like. Mm -hmm. Crying, like hardcore crying. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I've seen one other video that they, that guy didn't have on there when back when I would just go down these rabbit holes, right? And it's actually I think in Nuevo Leon or something like that on a New Year's New Year's Eve, and it's a like a video from an older phone, maybe like right flip around, phone, yeah, maybe With the first that three time. G phones, yeah, like around 2007, 2008, maybe like that type of quality. And uh, the same thing, like it's there. It's a group of dudes, maybe like two or three dudes, and it's in Mexico. So they're like, oh, come on, like estamos aquí and all this stuff, and and luego, like you've seen it, Joe. That maybe down the street, they're like, what the quesito, and then it's like a lady, like literally walking across the street, and you can hear like crying and shit, and they're like, a la verga, and they just fucking like run away and shit. Yeah, wow, and. It, it just, like, I just thought about that. I was going to bring it up a little bit earlier, but, like, perfect mm -hmm. segue from, like, the story you were saying about the woman wearing white, crying, and all this other stuff. And, like, I don't know. I remember as a kid, like, fifth grade, sixth grade, going to the library and checking out, like, those uh, Texas ghost stories. Yeah, and all dude, stuff. I loved that. I would dude, go to Alice all the time. That's and, what like, I, would, I would do. I would do the same thing. Because I had, I had cousins, like, my tia, my, my grandmother's sister, they lived in Alice, and we would go over there, and I would always look to, in the nighttime when we would leave to see if I could see the lady at the fountain and... Oh, I was a, I was into that stuff. Yeah. I went to St. Peter's Memorial. Yeah, as I a, went to St. Peter's as a, as a child, and so what? I did. I did a pre-kinder, kinder, and first grade there. And 
if we had to do anything in the nighttime, I was terrified. I would look up at the, I would, I would like look up at the second story like that with like my fingers over the eyes because I didn't want to see the ghosts. Yeah. And I was terrified of St. Peter's. Dude, that's crazy that you say that. I went to St. Peter's um, kindergarten. That's probably why you're so grade. intelligent because, you know, St. Peter's. <laughs> Maybe, man. I don't know. Go Raiders. <laughs> nah, but, but yeah, that school is a little weird and it left me i was just so scared of looking up at the, the at the upstairs i was so scared and then I, I and the basement the basement scared me and the upstairs scared me and still to this day i'm a grown man i'm i'm 42 i'll be 42 in september and like i'll drive by there and i'll look up and i'll okay are you still scared rick are you still scared and i'll look up and and i won't feel the fear anymore the fear is gone now but i still like i i wonder am i gonna see something I, the, for me, the creepiest part was like the actual church. Like whenever we would go to the church, yeah, like, yeah. You know, on Thursdays and stuff, I'd be like, "Fuck, like, this church has a weird ass vibe." Virgos are very, are very, uh, very. Uh, Actually, I'm a Libra. I'm on the fence, so I'm I'm on the 24th of September, so right on the on the cusp. I'm the 18th. Yeah, and and just anec- anecdotally, um, my father and my uncle are born on the same day. Um, you know, things like that. So there's a, mm-hmm. um, my father had a near-death experience before I was born. Uh, my sister uh, used to see the green man, you know, in the room. All these things. I mean, I'm, I'm convinced that I can see, the, I can hear the leaves of my eucalyptus tree falling on my roof. I'm convinced that I can hear them pounding like a, like a brick. I don't know what I hear. But I hear everything in my house. I, I even hear the neighbors across the street talking oh, got, to each you, other. You got great acoustics them. or something. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. Ismael might uh, have an idea, but I have uh, no idea. We have Mr. Alvarez. Uh, I can probably agree with you that you probably do hear all those <laughs> things. Uh, we're at my house, and uh, we open up the the back door. And, uh, and he goes, do you hear that? And we'll, what are, you, what are you talking about, Joe? You hear it? No, I don't. I'm, okay, hold on. Be quiet. So I'm listening. No, Joe, I don't hear it. It's right there. He was he was listening to a moth, uh, like the, the wings. The flutter. Yes. On the window. Yes. It was about maybe 40, 30 feet yes. away from us. That's wild. Yes. You hear it? And then yeah. he goes, wow. He's like, got a little bit of dog so. in him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> A little bit of that Texas primate. There you go. Yeah. But, um, uh, that is amazing, Ismael. That, um, that's part of paran- paranormal, though, is it? Well, um, is, is that I, just I, I guess we want to call it mystery science. You know, um, you know we, we're looking for uh, extending the upgrade name for Loretto Primary Society, uh, you know, science explorers, night crawlers. But uh, because we've been expanding now, we just expand our, our, our chapter in Austin, Texas. We have a that three, is awesome. A three three individuals uh, expanding. Wow! And they were like, "But it's Laredo Paranormal Research Society." I know. That's You're great. In Austin. That is wonderful. It's it's good. We're gonna. We're Doesn't gonna, matter. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And then we have international. We have uh, no Laredo. Uh, uh, two individuals that they're going to be going different parts of Mexico and they're going to have a guide on or a flag with our logo to uh, expand the uh, our, our our investigations. I wanted in to Mexico. say that not you brought that up and like talking about the logo um, I, on the Instagram for the podcast. I kind of put a little hint out there that I was going to have you guys on, not direct anything, but just by putting your logo like on the stories and stuff, right? So that people yeah. can be like, hmm, what is why is that there? 
But uh, a friend of mine saw it and he was like, dude, I can't read the fonts on your logo. And I was like, oh, it's not mine. But like, I'll, I'll let them know because he, he was like, I couldn't make out that it said, like, I had to really look at it. So just a little from well, the public, like, the, I guess the font where it says the radio paranormal. I, I saw it. Maybe the resolution it. wasn't um, uh, we high res. Wait, wait. It's, uh, it's a patch logo. We, we, it's temporary. It's going to go back to the hallway, uh, our original logo. But it's, uh, we, we I like that one, though. It's pretty cool. We put the uh, the patch for our uniform. We got vests. Uh, we got IDs. That's awesome. Um, we're we're going to be doing a lot of stuff from here to the end of, end of the year. We're going to give them a little highlight. In December, we're going to go outer space. Oh, my God. Not physically, but we're going to send the Spiritual. Uh, uh, weather, weather balloon. You're going to see the space elevators when you, when you because <laughs> you have yeah. to be up. You have to be up really, really high. To, to visualize them. So when you filter so that. So now these space elevators, is this like where the Anu go back and forth? I think or? so, yeah. The living oh. Anu. The okay. ones that are still here with us. And the, and the 30 employees the in the Pentagon. The quote-unquote reptilians. There is a disclosure from the government, uh, retiree government from all branches of military and all levels of security uh, back in 2012 uh, disclosing what they know. And that's something that we presented in our presentation. Not only that, uh, of course, we have known of the technology of the United States aircraft is uh, by mistake. When they went to uh, the Navy SEALs attack uh, or engaged to get uh, Bin Laden, um, one of the uh, helicopters had a special rotors and special, the whole helicopter had made of some special material and they had the technology to turn off all power and all communication, 10 miles radius. The helicopter sounded that it was going away from you where it actually was coming right at you. Yeah, I, I've seen some of those in Laredo. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but mm -hmm. my father and I, we're fanatics. We stare at the sky. He has the 100-millimeter binoculars. I have the 80-millimeters. We were, we were hearing. I mean, we're primates. Like I said, I snap. You, you can pinpoint. That's our evolution. Yes. We have two ears and two eyes in front of our head. I'm I'm a fanatic. I can I can tell you the location. I can I can pinpoint the sound. The 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 vehicles hovering above us, nothing. There was no ocular visualization. I couldn't see a thing, mm -hmm. but it was right there above us. And uh, dude, uh, yeah, man. Me like, and my father have seen some of those. Or we've heard the invisible helicopters. Dude, like I, it's so fucking. And crazy. I came across like, some patents in 2012 when I told you that yeah. I, I worked for that biotech, and I came across those patents about those helicopters. So, well, you know, so it crazy. could have had something to do with the disclosure that Ismael was talking Did about. Did you guys? Uh, I don't know how. I'm not sh sure how many years ago it is now. Maybe like four, maybe five. But there was. A freaking like convoy of helicopters, like Chinooks, Hueys. Mm -hmm. That, that was uh, Operation Havalina. That was what? What were they doing? There were when when uh, we disclosed the video to the public of the triangular craft that was not able to be seen by the naked eye. Two weeks after we had the Chinook, uh, we had Black. That convoy. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, dude! I had so a lot tricky. of my law enforcement friends pull. You know. Teasing me, yeah, yes, Mr. Quay, what you did. Stop. In the <laughs> in the year 1995, I saw the letter Z in the sky, and it was a C, and then it made the backward Z, like when you made that X. So weirdest thing ever. I, I mean, you guys are bringing out all these memories of mine. But when I saw that episode, when I saw that in the sky, time stood still, and it went from like, I'm just gonna make up the time, but it, it was like 3:14, and then it became 3:13. 
313, and then it became 314 again. And then the thing disappeared. So these, 1995. Again, it was one year after one year after the orb that I saw. I'm, I, I don't know what in the world's going on, man. Oh, I don't, I don't oh, believe in any of this I stuff. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm a non-believer. I'm a scientific guy. The so. way that... Um, so in line with the disclosure that you guys were talking about as far as like tech, there is a recent uh, podcast episode of the Joe Rogan experience that uh, Tom DeLonge was on. And he's talking about the whole like soft disclosure of the government sure. through like yeah, through uh, movies fiction through entertainment movies, that. yeah but high level figures yeah and he he's t- he's working together with this um i don't know i guess company or something i guess if you want to call that this group he was supposed to bring out some some evidence yeah yeah and he but, they've uh, released a couple of videos so far and it's called to to the stars academy i think we might have talked about this well i think even but, though um, yeah uh, so like when he was on the on the Rogan show, he, they they showed them like the the craft that you guys are talking about, the triangular one, the Astra TR three B, and all this other stuff. That's and right, because Doctor Greer talks about it too. Yes. Yeah. And uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. Damn it! Oh. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> Super hard. God damn it. Okay, so you're talking about the you're uh, talking about the disclosure. Yes. Tom DeLong, Tom DeLong, and, and uh, the oh yeah yeah I was going go. back to maybe like or what I immediately thought of is like when you saw that thing in the sky right like maybe their um, their mechanism through like fly or traverse time space time messes with like the the time here or maybe I don't maybe know. or maybe I was just connected with it because here's another one man I got a million of these things so I was standing in my backyard practicing some postures and so. I occasionally will try to, um, like you guys, I'm a hobbyist, so I'm a hobby martial artist, so I'm, I'm, I'm well-trained, but I was like, you know, not to beat people up, but just for enlightenment, personal yes, um, just like- awareness, and, and just to feel good. And because there I am, I'm practicing my postures in my backyard in Austin, Texas. I, I, I'm, uh, you know, in my day off, I'm, I had a job. Mm-hmm. So there I am, I'm practicing my postures. I hear the most piercing sound in the world, the most piercing sound. It's like... Like the most piercing sound that, that didn't even do it justice. Piercing sound. So I'm staring around. I turn around. There is the brightest light in the sky. As soon as I, I recognize, ah, that's where the piercing sound comes from. Palos, the light disappears. Huh. Disappears. So, you know, and I'm talking about daylight and the sun was over there, and then there yes, was a yes, thing yes. in the sky. But, like, ever since I was a little kid, I was obsessed with, like I said, Edgar Casey. Then I became obsessed with the Maya and the over here. And, the like, so I, you know, I You've would pray to the Maya. <laughs> and I was, I thought maybe it was Kukulkan staring at me and saying, okay, Ricky, like, I acknowledge you. But anyway, these things happen. You guys are bringing out these memories of me. I never talk about this stuff. I, wow. This is like, I just keep it quiet, man. I'm already crazy enough. They already think I'm crazy <laughs> enough with all the things I do talk about. And now that, um, but in, in, in that respect, I use the word crazy as uh, the way we would use it when we categorize someone that is talking about something that is outside the norm or now what we say paranormal. I'll probably use a new word now from now on. Mm-hmm. I, I won't it, use it, crazy. We, I've gotten a lot of feedback that are like uh, crazy. Not crazy, like put them in a mental institute, but just like so much information that is crazy. 
Is that, that makes sense? Oh, about me? Yeah, like I you're bet, able yeah. to just recall information. Well, my dad used to tell me that I'm an encyclopedia. They yeah, can't exactly. keep up with me. That's so like more I, if I live like long that. enough, eventually the millennials will catch up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, You know, guys, uh, I, I wanted to uh, mention, and, you know, uh, while we were starting the, uh, the podcast, I saw a glimpse of uh, a girl. And I don't know where y'all were, were y'all doing, but some there was a girl over here, and she was right over there, and she was walking this way, like she turned around real quick, and I saw a part of her feet. Maybe she's my out of time girlfriend, because I, I mean, I'm well, I didn't see how she looked like, she you know, blonde, like no, she's a few, look female, you know, she, a she feminine had, presence. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know, was there somebody else in here? No, it's just us. No, it's just us. No, no, this is... Yeah. Uh, so, I think... I don't know. I think you were going to sit down or you were here, but uh, wow. I just I just saw a glimpse of, of somebody. And then, uh, earlier, like, I just not felt... See, it's I noticed that where... And it, it's uh, my... Uh, it's good that I've... Gift that I, I believe I, I have... It's called the gift of foreknowledge. Yeah. When you know things before, you know, they happen. And Clairvoyance. Yes. So I turned around and I give somebody's back there. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, now actually this is a perfect setting for, you know, like dimming down the lights, taking some photos. Yeah. Uh, uh, consecutive yeah. photos. And you may, you never know what you may catch. So your ultimate setting is right here. You know, so it's perfect to do your all's own, you know, uh, experiment, investigation. Yeah. Um, it's very historical, this this place. It's uh, this proximity to the to the river, to Mexico. It's, you know, so you you'll have a good chance. Wow. wow. There's a lots of uh, noise, you know, that, that comes from out from here. Um a lot of people have come by here. They're being they're probably being followed by some apparition or someone. I've often wondered that um when we come together as as uh, living beings that sometimes our uh the metaphysical beings that are consistently around us have arguments with each other. Therefore we it 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 um trickles down to us and we might have a a personality shift and and maybe have a lesser argument with each other. So or, is, can or, you guys talk about something like that? Are there metaphysical beings that are around us that, that can communicate? Can my metaphysical beings communicate with Ismael's? Are they talking to each other right now? Well, I, I, be, I believe in, in the spirit world, there's, there's no governor. The only governor I believe in in a, in a religious view is... The, the source. The, the, the one being. The one being God. We use the word God in that sense. Um, yes. Non-religiously. And, yeah, uh, as like the source. As the being, the one being, the yeah. source. Right, of like the great, the great the great spirit. All. You got it. So that is the only govern the person or thing that can govern the, I believe in that this is my, my belief, the, the spirit world, because there are some malignant uh, Entities oh. out there that will, you know, want to do some bad things. So, in this world, we have police, we have people who prevent you from doing things. 
And uh, in, in that world, there's no... Maybe we do. There's, there's, there's no uh, a, a standard method. We don't know. This is all just new to us. See, is it so, really though? You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's. Um, I I I have to agree with Joe. It's new to us in this uh, local timeline sure. in our yeah. in our um, r- relative field. But as a civilization, um, going back on what you talked about, Josh, uh, um, antediluvian civilizations and uh, and the fact that all life generates uh, what we were we were just it was just published in mainstream um, media journals. All life comes from nine out of ten organisms are uh, generate from a single genome two hundred and thirty thousand years ago in South Africa. So mm-hmm. we're really all connected to each other yeah, some on some so. fundamental level. Um, even even just like um, through like the empty space that is like between all of us, it's not necessarily empty. It's just yeah, like yeah. We I, don't perceive the the tiny particles that are floating around. I just want to read something from. Uh, from Albert Einstein and the question for the paranormal. Our philosophy is based on these words that he, he quote. He says, the most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It is a source of all true art and science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger, he can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe. He's as good as dead. His eyes are closed. You only live once. And that's our mission philosophy of this quote is that there is a mystery. It's our job to explore that mystery. To what capacity? I'll say all levels. Paranormal, astronomy, archaeology, science, uh, history, um, everything that is educational. You need to evolve that skill because you need to give that skill to the next person because you only live once. So... We decided to do not only paranormal, but other avenues of exploration to build up Laredo. We want to check the history of Laredo. We have no skyscrapers, no mountains, no pine trees. So we have a beautiful open field of view. So we want to do an an astronomy uh, observatory where you actually can see planets, clusters in South wow. Texas. We have the most beautiful skies. And so we have a lot of things that we want to have a mystery science uh, center for the people to come and visit and see what, you know, from the archaeological, you know, the, 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 the things that we have known of the history of here, so we can be an icon history, so we can build up Laredo. I want to take away that icon that we are a border violence, and we're not. I know that our our our, uh, our our country right next door is going through um, a you very know, crazy time. Crazy time. But education uh, here, and also we're expanding our chapter over there. It's it's, it's that we want to teach and 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 evolve and get information as a group and be a societal structure to get this information that you know for the people to understand what is Laredo. Uh, there is uh, a battle that happened in front of San Agustin, the Botas and the Huaraches. Uh, there was yes. the, uh, the 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 priest that got shot from Mexico uh, and walking the Saragossa Street, uh, Padre Moreno. There's a lot of stories mm-hmm. that uh, w- the people of Laredo are hidden, and we need to bring that up. 
not in the por- par- paranormal, uh, uh, just as like a, a historical, but more of a historical. So our, our, that's why if you see the icon, we have the symbols of different departments, and uh, we we have a lot of work to do. Of course, we're not getting any money out of this. How can people um, donate to your organization? Um, well, we have uh, an account. Uh, we haven't up, opened it up to the to the public yet. We're in the in the process to do that. But uh, right now, uh, we're trying to get the uh, social media be a good instrument for us to go live. And, and right now, we're doing the metal detecting and excavating different parts of Laredo. And the good thing is that the people now recognize us uh, as 25 years ago was, was like, what is that you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, time. It's like society is caught up to and yes. And... and we love to educate and we love to share. We don't hold any of our evidence. We try to give uh, us, us the best explanation we can get to anybody. Now, there are some evidence that we, we uh, cannot uh, disclose. disclose because it was confidential from the family. Uh, nothing against the females, but if we got a very good orb or shadow figure at the bedroom of a young lady I've heard him say Mr. Quet I will kill you if I see this in YouTube or social media because that's my bedroom that's private sure so we, we keep those things very 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 confidential um, unfortunately we can't show it to the public but uh, we do ask them every four or five years hey can we show this and no <laughs> mm-hmm. they will there's um, one documentary that I've been trying to track down on the internet so hard that I haven't been able to find and the name escapes me right now, but the topic of it is like irrefutable proof of like an apparition on video. And I th- they recorded it on this island in Australia. No face. Yes. Sure, no All face. Right. Yes, there we sir, go. No We're face. having the telepathic link occur. I've, dude, I've been trying, I've hunted it down like spent hours and stuff trying to find it on Probably got Mandela uh, affected. Right now, it's in the hands of the librarian uh, from Martin High School. Have you seen it? Yes. Is the video crazy? Um, like, I, when I say crazy, I just mean like, what You mean the, the, the actual... Yeah, yeah, like the, the footage that they it, captured. It's something you have to see maybe a hundred times so you can sink in. Uh, it is something that... Can you describe it? It's a it's a That's it's an anomaly a humanoid uh, that picks out of, of the door and then he comes back. Uh, there's no face. There's no eyes. There's no nose. It's a, just a humanoid. The reason that we're not too much because uh, uh, it made it very big. We have our own uh, video, and that was I'm gonna mention that. Uh, well, they used the old doctor's hospital. Okay. Um, we got a hold of the. I was born chi- there. The the chief of security called us up and asked uh, if we can come and investigate. He had security officers uh, quitting on the spot uh, during the shift time of work, and uh, we went there and we captured we captured uh, a figure, a face of a figure, looking at our camera clearly. Um, humanoid. It has no hair. Um, yes. Pointy, pointy, pointy ears. Uh, a good point of reference, Nosferatu. 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 Uh, that's the kind of the the resemblance what to that. What is that? 
He's the <laughs> the vampire, you know, the that's bald they, vampire. Oh, bald okay, vampire. Not from like that original yeah, one of those yeah. old that's movies. Kind of, uh, or the dude, Werner Werner Herzog yeah, uh, yeah, remake, yeah. you know, with Klaus Kinski. Dude, so that's, that's we we caught that on, in our. In now, our, do you what do you believe this is? Do you feel like this is maybe like a transdimensional entity that phased into this dimension? All I can or? tell you, all I can tell you is that once you start doing the paranormal. Um, we can go. We're we're talking to you on a level of uh, that you can catch and understand. There is where science hits a wall, and then religious services or religious practice takes over. Um, there's too much information I can give you, uh, but you wouldn't understand it. Not because I'm superior. No, no, no just because it's probably something I, I haven't it's looked something, into. I think it, it has to do with the field experience it, that you it, yes, mentioned earlier yes, and uh, the practice. In your experience, now let me ask you this then, because I feel like you're kind of alluding to it, but I want to hit it a little bit harder on the head. Okay. Um, in your experience, have you in like come across like demonic entities or anything okay. like that? And is that what you believe that you caught? The 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 thing is, well, let me explain. Uh, when you go hunting, you don't go barefooted because you might get bitten by a snake. There's about 15,000 rattlesnakes, and it's very rare, but it does happen that you encounter and you might get you know bitten by a snake. Rare, but it, you, know, you have to be, protect yourself. Same thing with paranormal. There's uh, always uh, an opportunity uh, for some of us to engage with a, a negative entity or a negative presence, a non-human spirit. I'm giving you the, the icons of what we're encountering. Yeah. And uh, what has worked for us is uh, a religious practice. That's when the religious practice of, of, uh, of protecting yourself religiously. Uh, nothing like Hollywood. You know, we throw holy water, pick up a cross, and, you know, Nothing like that. You you have. You to mentioned have the faith, the, the faith. strong anchor and foundation yes, that you have the to have. Faith, because uh, we release energy all the time. Yeah. And if I'm a spirit and and you're by yourself at your on your house and I scare you by moving things, you release energy, which is your fear. It's all in theory. Okay. They feed from that energy. Okay, and the, it's like a mosquito. It's they bite you. And you know, it's feeding off. It's of your feeding blood. off. It's feeding off of your fear. And things more happen and they manifest, uh, things moving, you hear voices, you see things, and they got you. When we come in, we do the blessing, we motivate you, or the religious practice motivates you to have that foundation back of faith. So, so it they, changes they, like your aura, yeah. like, so it's not so vulnerable. It, att yeah. it attenuates your uh, vibrational frequency of your own um, brain so that you yourself can visualize with a tuned eye something. It's like the... Um, briefly, the 1500s, when the Santa Maria, the, the Nina, the Pinta, they, mm -hmm. they landed. Yeah, yeah. It took Indios like three weeks before they could actually see the boats. You know, they had to have like a person tell them, like, that's a big that's boat. A boat. And yeah. they were staring at it. And they didn't know what they were looking at. Yeah. So I think we're dealing with the same thing. We all know what a boat looks like. It sounds ridiculous, right? So like we can it's, Take it's, us three weeks yeah, to, to, to identify a boat, yeah. you know, just to look at it in our eye. So maybe we're we're dealing with this. We we won't be able to to see this until the the, the, the years dark ago. side of paranormal is where someone gets attacked. Um, who attacks? It's in theory, but I can tell you it's negative. It doesn't like 
how much of it is fear, Ismail? How much of it is the, the person's own fear? You have bite marks on the big, behind their necks, scratches behind their back, clawed. Uh, it's push. not psychosomatic? Um, it's physical because uh, there's no way this person can scratch his back. Uh, like in that area. In that area. Uh, they attack always behind your neck. Those are, those are the things that... Uh, Even with the examples of uh, hot and cold, I can make my palm hot. I can make the other one cold. Even with those examples of your... your I mean, you're, this, well, again, this, like this, this you're is just, me being the, the skeptic, yeah. but you guys have the field experience. When You've you seen ha- it. So with you, your experience, you, you can have a full, rule these things out. You have a full-grown man peeing on himself of fear and scared that something attacked him and he scratched on his Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's hard for me to say that he did it on his own. Well, uh, I jumped out, I jumped out of the bed when I saw the orb. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, even but those then, are very, like I said, is very, very rare. Yeah, I'm telling you, but we had any negative of uh, 25 years, I can tell you six events are okay. uh, to be negative. There, you have more on the other type. It's like everything. Like if you go, if you go, it's like you're going to the beach. You're the you one that get, got, you yeah. got bitten by a shark. That's, that's Chihuahua kind is the of one, one in a, a 15,000. I know, right? But, but we, higher we, chance of we, we do prepare ourselves. Uh, but I'm a I'm an atheist. I don't care. You're gonna put Saint Michael's on here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. It's just uh, it's a good practice. When you but, make, uh, when you make contact, when you make when they make contact with you, and they obviously they 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 they, they hurt you, that and they leave they leave the mark to prove it. They break skin, like like Mr. Guerrero was mentioning. You can get burned. You can get bit. Poked, um, pushed. Um, my personal experience was—I can't believe it's happening. Now, the strange thing about it is that I was—it uh, was after an investigation, and um, I it was like four or five, and so I sat down on the rocker and I was watching TV, and I just had a sensation on the side of my stomach. So I picked up my shirt and I started just like, you know, I don't know, like something yelled at me, you know. And then I was like, I was going like this and like, like, what is this? Like, you know, and then I looked down and there was these four uh, lines, like whelps, like the skin was raised. Yeah. Wow. And from, and they were like good eight inches across. And I was like, okay, I, I was freaking out. Something had to cause this. I didn't want to think that it was. I didn't want to think that it was. You know, something caught me. Yeah. So I was already in denial. Wow. So I started looking around. Was I was I leaning on something like that? And then the, the real part of Joe was like, hey, come on, who are you gonna fool? Just like, just yeah. take it. You yeah. know, take you your know, medicine, so- big boy. You know. So, yeah. yeah. And then I. Supernaturally. It went away like just like like if uh, in that in that life in that world everything is quicker so um, it just it went away and I saw it was disappearing and I wanted Mr. Quaid is like he, he he taught us like when things happen when this starts floating in the air. Don't just like, wow, cool, huh? What's going on? Oh, no, you you take action. You take out this meter and you, you take out this EMF detector. You start taking pictures. You start asking questions. You start looking around, you know. 
attack it with all your senses. Use your sense, your own senses before you start using this instrument or whatever. But, you know, uh, uh, recognize it, acknowledge it. Uh, if you're an atheist or you're, you're, you don't believe in it, they'll be honest with yourself. It didn't move. It's, you know, so when these, these the scratch just disappeared on, you know, in front of me, you know, in front of my eyes, I was like, wow, it's, you know, it's, it's real. It's really, really like, wow, that's amazing. So that was my first, you know, but I wasn't too, too freaked out. I was freaked out for a bit, but uh, I knew what what I was doing. I knew the passion that I have. I knew what I can do, wow. and also it's it's also to help the people because they don't have no one to go to when they have when they have bad, when they have problems. Yeah, when they experience stuff and they don't know who to turn to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a pilot saying like saw a UFO like. They'll drug test you. You know what? What are you talking? Like uh, yeah, I mean, they that one you. UFO case where the Japanese pilots like documented sure. it yeah. and they yeah. got it on radar. Was that like in the eighty one or something yeah, like that? Eighty, yeah, like yeah, early right to mid eighties, somewhere around there. Well documented and everything, and then they like, oh, you know what? You're not gonna fucking fly planes anymore, bro. Well documented. We, yeah. we we call that uh, not fair evidence. <laughs> As we had, uh, let me give you an example, Mr. Castillo. Let's say you're at your house. And you're by yourself, and then you see a shadow figure just pass right in front of you. And first you, s- you go, start questioning yourself, did I see something? What did I eat? Am I watching two TV? You took your sugar, uh, you blow it off. And then it happens again a week later. And you say, wait, hold on, something's going on in my house. And then it happens again, and then you're like, oh, my God. Do I talk about it? So you go to one of your love love members, you know, family members, and you tell them, "Hey, can I can I can I talk to you?" you go, yeah, what's going on? Did have you ever seen a shadow figure? Yeah. You too? Yeah. About this side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it too. You saw it too. Where? Yeah, I've been seeing it too. Now you're networking. Now you're talking. But um, unfortunately, when you go to your mother or parents, they'll see it too. And they say, "Guy, you say." Don't talk about it. Just shut it yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Those, taboo, are, those, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those are the treasures. When we visit the families, we already know the experience. We already know the levels of haunting. What's an orb? What's this and that? And we already have categories. And when we tell them, they're like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Well, let me tell you this. Yes. What happened? And, yeah, and they they open up. Now, uh, out of 160 cases, we can tell you. A good amount of them, I can tell you, 40 or 50 cases are inconclusive. The rest of them are explained. And that's good. You know, we have found possums on the rooftop making noises, a woodpecker making the sign noises, a pecan tree falling, the pecans on the... And they want to know. So when, once we dis, you know, resolve their issue, they're, they can, you know, they're, they're happy. The first thing out of their mouth is, you know, they say, I'm not crazy. Because that's what people, you know, tell them. That's a, that's what we call it, not fair evidence, because you, you won't open up. Uh, but it's always in the family, the most close environment. But that, that information for us is, is what we need, because we want to kind of group how the hauntings work. And is it negative? Is it residual? Or is it quantum physics? Is, is it, it genetic? Is it genetic? I can tell you that we've been in a house, in a house abandoned, uh, when I walked in, 
of this house, it was felt like 60 degrees, and it was in the summertime, like like right now. Oh yeah. So I said, hey, for being in a, I even said it for being an abandoned house, they left they left the, the AC on, the power on. They go, oh, Mr. Quare, they 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 took the AC. There's no AC here. <laughs> and I, and me as a geek and an investigator, I should have brought my thermal because that will give me the anomaly of of the cold spot. You would have been able to see it. I would have been able to see it. So those, there's that's a fisherman with a tackle box. Gee, I forgot. I should have brought this lure. Always yeah. have tools available. For so, sure. Uh, um, but th- there's there's a lot of stories uh, we can tell you. Yes. And let me tell you. Uh, I have a story for y'all. Okay. Now, now check this real real quick. Yeah. If I look up to her, and I'm a kid, and if I hear her say that she believes in that, I, that may be just traumatic to me. So it's real. So how can I comprehend at that age? So it's really got to be real careful when you talk about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, because there's younger kids, and yeah. they'll just deny it. And like, oh, yeah. But yeah. When, when they go to sleep at night, when we go to sleep, when we turn off the lights, you start hearing, and everything starts Creeping, that's when we start thinking. Yeah, because my sister told yeah. me about the green man when I was maybe about two or three. Like, I've been talking since I was nine months. I mean, you can't get me to, to shut up. And my other sister, I, w- I went to United with them, um, here the, the United Cheese. So right there mm-hmm. in the auditorium, um, they told me, don't climb up there because the uh, Mano Pachona is up there. And sure <laughs> enough, there I go and I climb. Little Ricky is climbing. It's like 1981. And uh, I'm climbing up there, and then sure enough, there's a little glove moving us here, and I fell down that ladder. I don't know how I got down, but I was terrified. I mean, I've been seeing things since I was born. Well, Let me tell you, you I, the, first, the first thing that I ever saw was the mano, and it said, these are your parents. And I don't think I was even born yet. So I had to have been coming, phasing in and out of uh, consciousness as a little child where they're, you know, they're slapping, wake up, you know, cry, you know, get the oxygen. Yeah. Pero no sé. Who knows? I've never. No one can ever really explain to me the that one. Like, uh, oh, you're not supposed to have thoughts before you're born. You're not retard. The, you know, so you're not the first person to tell me a story like that. You know, I've seen the the finger uh, one time in '95. I was telling this uh, Americano. Well, he's not Americano, but he we called him a gringo. But he wasn't a gringo. But he lived in Regency. So there you go. And in '95, and I and I was telling him something, and then uh, a a finger appeared. I see like that out of the back seat of my jeep. And it pointed at me like that, and I was like, oh, like my it materialized I should out of never have told this guy that stuff. I already knew that I should never have told this guy that stuff. And then when the finger appeared like that, I was like, I chihuahuas, I should never have told this guy that stuff. Because these people are non-believers. They see it as from an entertainment perspective. They, these anecdotes are entertaining to them. Yes, They're yes, stimulating. Yes. It feeds they, them. they only feel it's the stimulating effect. And as a 41-year-old man, I don't do that anymore. I don't tell the people these stories. I'm telling them to you because mm-hmm. of the context that we're in. Yes, no, I thank know that you, you guys you. Are, are legitimate people. Again, I, I told Josh about the rule of three. So when we meet people and they talk about the rule of three, you know, you guys, it's real simple. It's like if you meet a martial artist and they tell you, yeah, I've got 200 different ways that I can disarm. And then you meet another guy. No, but I've got three methods, three ways to do it. But then you, you know who you're going to go with. Yeah. Porque... That guy, he seems that he's got the field experience. He knows he's that those 200 sure. other other methods aren't going to work because you're going to forget them. Boom. You just need your, your one, two, three. Yeah. You know, so so when you can distill something down into a, a, a simple trident of, uh, of truth, then you're, you're uh, excelling in the yeah. ability of uh, communicating the other world and this world. So I, I commend you guys with, with the, the work that you do. I've never heard of it. So this is the first for me. I'm, I'm 
I want to wow. go on the internet right now and like look up <laughs> look up the Laredo Paranormal Research yeah, yeah, yeah. Society. Uh, what was your your story? Yeah. Uh, my story is I I I've told it so like a couple of times already on the podcast. So I'll just keep it a little bit shorter, but um, it was uh, high school, so maybe like circa 2010, 2011, hanging out at a friend's house. Parents are out of town, so it's just like me, uh, one of my best friends, Justin, who I've had on the show several times, mm-hmm. and another friend of ours um, were like super stoners at the time, whatever, we're smoking out and stuff. And then a bunch of weird stuff starts happening. We start hearing like a bunch of like, uh, we're, we're in the second story of his house, so we start hearing like tiny footsteps going up and down the stairs, like the door to the room the doorknob starts like jiggling and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and we're like all right i guess like this is pretty fucking weird like i don't know i'm not entirely sure what's going on and um uh two major events happened one um my friend justin is like dude i i'm going to go to the restroom whatever the fuck so he goes opens the door and he's coming back in like you can kind of hear the footsteps as we're on the second story right and um he stops in front of the door for a second i'm looking at the door and i'm like Okay, so then he finally walks in and he's like, were you guys about to open the door? Because I was reaching for the doorknob and the doorknob started to turn by itself. And I'm across the room easily, maybe like a good nine feet away from the door, right? And I'm like, no, like we're sitting across the room on the other side, like we're, we're here, right? And so he's talking to me and as he's talking to me, he's in front of the door and the door just, boom, slams badass right behind him. And we're like, oh shit, like, okay, this is crazy. And so we write it off, whatever, we keep doing our thing. And um, at this point now, there's also sounds, like we have the window open, right? Just like vent out all the smoke. And there's also sounds like coming like from outside and we're like, what the fuck is going on? So we go and look outside and we're in the, we're in the second story, mind you. So we can see over the, the fence that separates his house from the next. And in the neighbor's house, there's like a pool. Uh, a pool house, you know, like just how you would have a regular backyard. Sure, yeah. And so if you imagine like this is the pool house and we're up here so we can see that there's the pool here and then like a path like this around the pool. The pool house is here, right? And there's one corner. And then out of behind the pool house from our perception, uh, a duende just like, boo, what's up? And me and my friend are looking at this and we're like, dude, what the hell? Like that's a, that's a duende, and like the, the I guess I should have premised the story with this that around that time, my friends and I, oh, I mean me personally, I've always been into like paranormal stuff, conspiracy stuff, whatever. And at the time, like always living off in YouTube, like looking up different videos, and we had taken this obsession with duendes for like around that same time, and um, so yeah, that's like the background to that. And then fast forward to that night, and we see that, and I'm like, dude is that real or am I like tripping out, right? And mind you, we're not doing like hard drugs or anything like that. We're just like smoking some weed. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever smoked weed before, but like you don't hallucinate. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you're not going to like see shit. Like you, you, you're like whatever, right? It's just weed. So um, we're tripping out. And the third person that's with us is still sitting like in the back of the room. Like, and we're like freaking out. Like, dude, come look at this. Come look at this. Come look at this. And they're like, nah, like you guys are just fucking around. You guys are lying. And we're like, no, we're not. Like, come look at this. But it's there for a good 30 to like 30 seconds to like a minute that we're looking at it and trying to get our other friends to come see it just so we could all confirm that we're seeing something. But she's like, nah, you guys are lying. And then like the duende just like walks back behind like the, the thing. And then that was that. And then like all the other events like just stop. Wow. So that's the only 
paranormal, supernatural experience that I've had. Like, yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of other ones, but I'll, I'll attribute that more to just me being on psychedelics. And it's like a different perception at that point. But that's one of the, like, the only stories that I can really be like, what the fuck? Like, how did that even yeah. happen? You know? And then, like, just uh, on my own time after that experience and stuff, and then subsequently years later when I did, it, like, dabble with psychedelics and stuff like that, like, my perception has always been a little bit more scientifically inclined and the predominant, or not the predominant mode of thought, but, like, the the forefront, the edge of science to where we currently, we're currently understanding and it's still like de- being debated and everything when it comes to like quantum mechanics and string theory and the multiverse theory and everything. The experiences that I've had, um, mainly that one and some other experiences that happened while it, like ex- uh, under the influence of a couple of different psychedelics have led me to believe that like we 100% do live in like a multi-dimensional reality and the entities or spirits that we perceive is just like ripples that phase through to this dimension that exists in the other dimensions that we can't readily perceive in our normal state of mind but you can perceive if you ingest psychedelics if you meditate um for vast amounts of time and attenuate your mind sure. to those different vibrational frequencies and, and like you said earlier like our brain is a multi-dimensional engine that can perceive different dimensions and yeah. that's that's what i'm mm-hmm. that's the, the thought, organs the, of perception yeah. Yeah. that's Just like the, some of the native americans did with the peyote yeah. they would do their exactly. their, yeah. their dream quests sure. right their, yeah. Is the, the, yeah dream Vision well quest, I, no? I just Vision have to quest. There you know, we go. put in a, a, a small footnote though there you know um just for our non-drug users out there Drugs and psychedelics are not necessary to achieve these uh, these type of uh, experiences. You know, while some some of us may have experienced that, there are others that, that can do it uh, naturally or through, like you said, meditation and stuff. So, um, I like to say that one the the secondary door leads to the primary door. So maybe you know people can experiment with that, but they can actually. Um, you know, limit their drug use and and kind of um, get into uh, more of the meditative aspects and the breathing yeah, and, and the contemplation and this. And deep for me, that was just, one of like the main main. But it could have been like a secondary door, you know. because so yeah. I know that you're you know you're a lot like me, and we're for the most part sober the the whole exactly. time, yeah, you exactly. know. And so, but we do interact with a lot of people that within our circles that that that. Um, operate in that in that type of a uh, shift in consciousness, and I do believe that the shift in consciousness leads to these uh, these uh, uh, the ability Always. to perceive. Yes, but I do want to advocate, you know, for the non-drug users out there, just to you know, so that you know, maybe there are some kids that, that would be you know. Hey, and I feel I feel that like um, I'm not advocating to not use drugs. I'm no, just yeah, saying, yeah, you know, and um, even even then, like the you know, be careful calling them drugs per se, like. Yeah, it's fair, but also in other words, I'm 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 saying that um, you know, maybe at the beginning, it's a, it's good to stimulate, but um, Yeah, like a breakthrough, uh, a catalyst perhaps. Yeah. But but um, over time, we need to be able to achieve these uh Higher these states of being using our natural inclination, the uh the uh, mm-hmm. wonderful myriad of molecules that are that are going through our body that are, that are naturally occurring. So right. and you even can, then you it's do, like you can do it on your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, um exactly like I'm yeah. not saying like go out there and 
do absolutely LSD, yeah i just I, I just I'm wanted to put a little simply, footnote you know because yeah. yeah. i did get some commentary from the last time like uh hey what do you mean you're sitting at the stoner table like no i'm not sitting at the stoner table you know it's just that well, but you know I'm <laughs> because i was there, there not because of because you. we were all there you know but like so it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's like uh you know just there are not people by, that, that not through practice but just like the the mental yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. play field that we exactly the wavelengths um because uh these mild psychedelics like marijuana do um bring down your your uh inhibitions Exactly, and and it, it does increase your breathing. It does increase your uh, oxygen intake, and and you are shifting consciousness. Like I tell you, I'm a chemist, so I have a lot of uh, in my uh, private life background uh, 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 information regarding these. Uh, yeah, the way these that these molecules or ch- manifestations of yeah. our of THC. our energetic energetic. Um, you know, I used to work in a drug testing lab. It was one of my first jobs. So, you know, um, for the Air Force. So we've got a. I mean, just so so many things that 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 we're taking into our body. So I think that the the ultimate take home message is all of us can do this. All of us can can achieve a mm-hmm. uh, a state of uh, awareness using our own faculties, using the attributes that 100%. we were born with. Yeah. And there are drug users that like to do it too. Yeah, yeah but and you know, just what what I was getting at is ultimately that I I medicine. feel that I don't View them as drugs because it's not something that I w- nefarious. It's not yeah, something it's bad, evil. No, or not, know, not, not, not just not nefarious, but also it's something that I don't feel should be like a recreational thing. Sure, you yeah. know, okay, like marijuana. Sure, fine. We should have shamans. You know, yeah. shamans that are leading the exactly. And but, I think what, but when it comes to the realm of like uh, psychedelics, like DMT, it's probably uh, why the government regulates it because then we'd have a bunch yeah. of really, really conscious people that that don't want to go to work anymore <laughs> exactly. and just stare at the sun. Um, ayahuasca and stuff like that i feel like those are tools you know to kind of either um i don't know they are tools josh it's just um well uh, again it's part of the um if we go back from the ancient world and we bring it into the modern world we have to apply context so uh, maybe ten thousand years ago we didn't have heb we didn't have uh, a lot of the modern conveniences that we have so we had to turn to the shaman the shaman would say eat this um, listen to my lecture, hang out with your neighbors, um, experience a group telepathic uh, um, experience? moment, yeah. uh, and then we will move from there. Um, we had to uh, overcome many, many hardships as society. So that's why if we can, as a group, elevate our consciousness through the L- LPRS, right, L- L- Laredo Paranormal Research Society, and as a society, we're, again, we're, we're using that ancient um, technique of... Uh, you know, the guides are leading us using experience, using real life, everyday experience. They're leading us. And we're no longer turbo boosting things. We're, we're doing things by the steps. by Because what we do in the modern world is we turbo boost a lot of stuff. So without objectifying anyone, I can say that um, some, some members of some religious groups worship only one day a week. Others worship uh, three or four times a week, and others worship uh, five times a day. Five times a day, um, <laughs> pointing in an easterly direction. This this kind of stuff is is part of that turbo boosting. Um, we yeah, want to be able to go step by step that. into this. I agree uh, with awakening process. I agree I with what you're saying, what but say. also at the same time, it's so. like if the tools are there, use them. But also, don't be like don't careless. abuse them. Yeah, use them. Don't abuse them. Don't be careless. Like as yeah. I mean, you can have a perfectly good uh, craftsman drill and anything, and you can fucking drill your hand and out. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like the same exactly. Thing. Exactly. But exactly, they're definitely benefit. I think they they would benefit a lot of people. 
for sure. For and sure. That's my take on it. But anyways, going back to the whole story, which was like you saw stuff. Yeah, which was crazy. The duende. Yeah, my dad saw a duende on Grant Street. You know, so. I, I just told you that last time. I totally think duendes are real. And then I told you about Cabeza de Vaca and how in his journals, his chronicler said that there were little tiny mini, mini people in Texas and really gigantic, really gigantic, like nine foot, 12 foot people. And this is uh, in the historical record. You know, Cabeza de Vaca walked from Florida through Texas into central Mexico. So he must have seen a lot. Again, we go back to field experience, field notes, and uh, chroniclers of the 1500s. There wasn't a Congress, couldn't... Um, you know, censor, right. those kind of things. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking at, again, that's why I told you that the soft disclosure is the, the, the two, um, um, the double helix on the, the Texas license plate. Did you, did you look at it, like I told you? Yeah. So there's the double helix. So that means that the giants and the, the duendes, that's it. Those are the only races you find in Texas. That's, that's my take on it. I don't know <laughs> what the paranormal guys have to say. I guess what I, what I wanted to get into by me bringing up that story is just like, is, has there ever been anything in y'all's experience like as far as best investigations with... To make you uh, feel comfortable, um, everything that we're... Most of, 90% of what we talk about, we back it up with video. Um, some of the video is taken by us and some has been given from, uh, from the families. We had... Uh, I can't mention names but the next time we visit you or we get invited we'll show you a video of a duende capture here in Laredo, Texas. Oh snap. Oh right. my goodness. Um, this is, uh, I got a call from an investigator and, and, and calls me up and he tells me, hey Guayar, uh, yeah, are you busy? Uh, no. <laughs> and I go, why are you whispering? I don't want the other detectives to listen to me. Hold on, let me go to, uh, to another room. Okay. So he goes to another room. Okay, quiet. A good friend of mine that works for this agency of law enforcement, he uh, wants to talk to you, wants to meet with you. Very, very in private. Okay, something happened. And he goes, well, uh, it's about a duende. Okay. Did you say duende? Yeah. I don't believe in duendes. I know me either, but he supposedly has a video that he captured something uh, on his house, and he wants to show it to you. Okay, all right. Um, give me his. He gave me his information. Give me his phone number. Call him up, and I said, "This is Mr. Quad. I'm from Loretto Primary Society. How can we help you?" He says, "Can you come to my house today or tonight? Um, you know, little after five. Um, make it up to maybe six. That's when my wife comes out. I should be here at home. We need to talk to you. And it says, bring a laptop because I'm going to give you a pen drive. Okay. So we go to the house and we visit and we start, you know, talking, you know. And uh, his wife was there and he has a young, two young adults, um, a boy and a girl. And they all had that scared face. And they were looking at me like, Hey, are you guys okay? He goes, yeah, you just want to show you this. And before anything, I'm going to tell you I am a law enforcement officer. I've been doing this for so many years. I am an injury relief right now. Um, I was in the backyard of my house doing a little barbecue with my, with my family. We have three little dogs, and they were barking at the shed where I have all my tools. And they keep on barking and barking, and, and I thought it was a cat. You know, usually a cat, you know, lingers in and hides in the tool shed and the dogs are after it. 
as soon as we turn around with the dogs, this duende or humanoid, maybe 14, 15 inches, ran super fast. Yeah, Atacama. Super, super fast. And I want to show you that I captured it on my uh, home surveillance, and I wanted to show it to you. So he gave it to us. Uh, we measured the uh, the square footage to get the speed uh, from one point to the other point. This thing was going approximately 86 miles an hour. Yes. Super, super fast. That's why we can't see him. So uh, the next time you have a podcast, I don't know, we'll bring the video and we'll show it to you. And yeah, you can compare. We'll, we'll schedule another one so we can do that. We can, yeah. You can compare apples with oranges and maybe what you saw reflects what you, you know in the video, but... It's very impressive video and something that uh, I would like to share it with you. I can't show it to the public, but I can That's show fine. it to you here. So you have some comfort that maybe you were seeing something that is very you know, similar. Real. Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't have any doubt in my mind that like it wasn't real. I'm just like, because like, whenever I've told the story to other people, they're like, you know, they're like, oh, no, dude, like. You're just stalling. Half of the people shit. don't even know what a duende is That's to start true. with. Like, I didn't even know uh, either until yeah. I went down that rabbit yeah. hole. Uh, no. Or yeah, a, a, chaneke, a Mexican another. leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but like, I had mm. heard about them in stories from uh, that my dad Gnome. would tell me Gnome as a kid. Gnome is the best way. Yeah. Uh, my dad would tell me as a kid because he's like from a very small uh, a little pueblito outside of Guadalajara. Um, and like. Just he had so many stories of like you know Mexico has the best supernatural stories. Oh yes! <laughs> so he, yeah. he told me so many stories, and there was one of like uh, that's how I was first introduced mm-hmm. to Duendes through one of these stories too. But th- then they would like uh, get into like empty baby carts, carriages, whatever, and like people would come up to them and it would be like a duende and it'd be like ah oh, to like mess with people right and yeah. this is I'm talking about a, a story that my dad told me like, oof. like that was how I initially got introduced to duendes and then I'm not entirely sure how uh, we got into those videos on YouTube I think we might have it might have just like we were you know one, down one rabbit hole or the other and, and somebody then it popped just out said, and like, then we're like oh duende. shit yeah, and then we looked into boom. it and then like that was the climax was that like that encounter but it was it was very very peculiar like there is a very weird error. I often like, wonder though if like the the universe itself is uh, is right. is playing a joke on us. Right. And, and the minute that I say I am going to try to do this, the universe says, "Boom! Here you go, bro. There you go, man. This well, is the thing. Let you've me been tell you, like the waiting for the the that amount of synchronicities that have happened to me is subsequently after like the whole experimentation with psychedelics. Yes. And, like even during. Uh, Again, it's the attenuation. Yeah, man. Like it's it was ridiculous. Like I'll tell just this one story because I don't want to stay too much on this topic because it's not necessarily the same what we're talking about. But um, so group of friends, whatever, we all ingest like a some LSD and then whatever. We're all in this like mind state, right? Where you're super group, alert. Group telepathic yeah, experience. Group telepathic experience. Your senses are like super uh, on sharp. Fire. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so. We're hanging out at my house, and amongst us, there's a friend that I had. His name was John. It's not, but I'm just going to use that okay. name for the purpose of the story, right? And so we're hanging out or whatever, and then we were thinking about maybe going back to John's place to just to like hang out there. And we have the TV on. There's this show that it's called on Adult Swim that's called Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And while we're like thinking about this and talking about this, the show, like for no reason at all, 
the characters in the show are like, hey, man, let's go hang out at John's house, dude. Like, yeah, let's all go to John's house and all this other stuff. And, like, the friends that were with me, we just look at each other like, dude, what the fuck? Like, we were just talking about this, and now it's on a TV show. And just little things like that, that in that mind state would just happen so much. And then subsequently since then, like, it, it happens to me where, like, um, I'll be thinking about a song and then it comes on or like I'll be thinking about a person and then I run into him or he'll call me and just stuff like that. You know, like it's just the law of attraction like times a thousand. Yeah, dude. That's why I that's why I never leave the house. I just and <laughs> I, I don't comes and to you. I don't think about anyone, man, because yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just an interesting story that it's like I don't know. And um shit, man, I don't know. Man, it's this just, is amazing. Um uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on the Duende I mean, yeah. because uh, my dad the told me about Duendes. It? Like I said, you know, since I was a little kid, he was like, yeah, there's Duendes, man. I saw one on the fence right here across the street from my house. And so are is there any truth to what Cabeza de Vaca was saying? I think there is some truth. Um, or his chroniclers by that respect? Yeah, I, you know, this family... Um, because these seem like extremely credible individuals that you're talking about. The, the yeah, upwardly sure. the, mobile, good uh, members of society, tax-paying uh, Americans, patriotic, let me, God-fearing. Let me, let me tell you, when we do our interviews, the first thing, we go visit the family and we do the interview. Uh, we're some of our criminologists. Uh, we know and, you know, we at least we sense to the intuition and, yeah, and the sure. practice when people are lying. And But when we have... Uh, you know, the, the young adult and the wife, you know, and, you know, the fear in their eyes and they're, they wanted, uh, ex- they want explanations and everything. And they wanted to keep very anonymous. Um, when they show us the video, you know, she was like, she was like, like scared, like, like they, yeah, they were going to get uh, some type of a demonic or something bad was going to happen. So what we do is we tell them, look, this is something that uh, we're going to investigate. I don't see this as a, as, a, as a threat to the family. You know, you, you saw something outside your house. The good thing that your dogs acknowledge, you know, you had the eyewitnesses. If they train their dogs to follow something that is not supposed to be there, you know, it, 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 everything came out into place. So their story, uh, their testimonial, we have a... a I have a uh, a machine that that gives you the bars of where they're telling the truth or not. They passed that, um, and then when we saw the video of the animals, uh, you know, following it, chase, you know, they got around, of course, but uh, it, it became very, very real. Crap! I'm starting to freak out now because for the past like week or so, uh, my dog would just stand at the door, and then I'm like, "Do you need to go to the restroom?" So I'll, I'll let her out and I'll go outside with her, and then she's like barking, barking, barking. And then the dogs from down the street are barking, barking, barking. And then I will walk out like towards the sidewalk in the street. And she's just staring off into the distance, barking. And I'm like, dude, what are you sensing that I can't see? Well, like, remember, the, out, man. The, the, remember the dogs and cats can see, you know, like night vision. See, and smell. They can smell like, yes. you know, thousands. Um, I've, yeah. see, I've read about, you know, the, the beagles and then the, the, the bomb dogs. That 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 um, law enforcement uses, they can train up uh, uh, up to ten thousand times better smell than we can. Yes. Um, up to fifteen thousand with some certain breeds. So they're amazing. That they're man's best friend. I think there's oh. a, there's certain uh, 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 swine. Uh, That's right. The they the, the truffles. 
Yes, exactly. Correct. Yes, I'm Correct. sorry. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the swine uh, that you mentioned, Joe. Mm-hmm. Certain swine that, 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 that can be trained. For, right. So, yeah. yeah. It's a testament to the amazing uh, husbandry of animals and, and what we were talking about earlier, the... I don't know. It, it, I think it has a lot to do with the antediluvian civilizations, and Perhaps. somebody was uh, guiding us. Right. I don't think that um, anyone's reinventing the wheel here. What do you have? You guys ever had any experiences with like uh, brujeria or any like not personally, but like in your in your uh, investigations and stuff like that? And like, do you is, do you think there's anything to those types of like without giving practices? away any or objectifying any religious I, uh, practices? But well, um, you want. I can give them a, a personal ex- uh, experience. Yeah, it's fine. Go if you don't mind it, I'm on board. Real, real, real quick. So. Within the limits, yes. Uh, I, I, I felt somebody just, sometimes you know it, like, like somebody did some something to you. So I, d- I started noticing ants everywhere I go. You know, where, wherever I'm at, there I see ants around. Ants inside the house, ants so-and-so. So I go to my sister's my sister's place out of town, not too far away from here, like about sixty miles. It's a little little town. And uh so we uh we were inside and it was myself, her and her my my brother in law. And my brother in law walks outside because the dog's barking. And uh, he just calls me, he goes, Joe. Just come out here. And my sister's like, what? What is it, Hector? What is it? What is it? What is it? You know? And I, so I go outside. And all, like, under the driveway. Well, they have the driveways out in the ranch. And, you know, on the ground and the driveway everywhere, there's, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of, like, carpenter ants. Like, huge ants. Like, like about an inch long. Damn. I mean, everywhere. It's, it's like if you're in a movie. I mean, that crazy. I mean, everywhere. The whole ground was moving. You're walking and you're like crunching. So, like, what is what is this? You know, how how, how did this happen? This has never have happened before. You know, and Hector's been living there for the longest time, and he says, "You know what, Joe? It's I don't know what it is. What what caused this? But I I I I, I kind of want to relate it to a." Something like some kind of spell or some kind of brujeria. But the thing is, none of those ants bothered me or, or, or bit me or harmed anything. Actually, we we killed them all with some... It was weird that he just bought uh, like four four containers of his real strong pesticide. And he just bought them like that same day. And then, all, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, we use it and they're all, we, we finished them all. We wow. finished it all. That's what wow. wild. So um, I'm, I'm thinking that you know what, there's there's a, there's a negative side and it, it has plans, but there's also a a far superior, stronger side, you know that that, that the one God. Yes, the, yes. That of yeah. course, you know, in, in my belief that that is superior. That, that supersedes everything. That, that's, it is. You know, so you know we uh, it was just it was just crazy because you know. It was there were so many ants everywhere. I mean, it was just crazy. So first thing an investigator does, take out your camera and start taking pictures. So I take these pictures, you know, and like blurry and so and so. Well, for some reason or another, they didn't they didn't come out. Um, okay, that's happened to me. 
It's like if it's not meant to be. Yeah. You know. That's happened to me with audio recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, where I've 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 hit record on my machine and but it's happened in a highly specific um Oh, man, I don't even want to tell this yeah, story. I, 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 I get you. I get you. It's happened you to me. It it, it's happened might, to me with this this music I might on tell a disc. It to you, I might tell it to you off the air because it's just so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the things that I saw, and I, 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 I will only tell you on the air that I, myself, Rick Valdez, told himself, hey, you better start recording what this guy's saying on the thing. Boom. And then I get my other guy. I said, are you witnessing that, that I got the green light and the red light? It's recording, verdad? Boom. Orale. Boom. There's no record Fuck. of that recording ever happening. Fuck. And those three individuals that, that came into that room, I don't want to talk about them on the air. I'm just mm-hmm. going to tell you that. I don't have fear. I don't have fear, but I just don't want to propagate that kind of uh, illegitimate of or, how do you say, not fair evidence. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All but right. to All experts right. like you, we can talk about it off the air. I'd it, like it, it's super happened, dumb it's happened to be with a disc of music. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I made so many. Yeah. It took me the longest time. Uh, the way I made it, it was, I used somebody else's computer back then, and I, used, I was using LimeWire. And, See, yeah. and why were you using blah, blah, blah? Anyway, like these copies, I for some reason I knew they were, they were going to be lost. So I was taking care of them. And sure enough, one got lost, one got broken. The last one, and this was back, this was the time when I was a assistant team manager with Laredo Heat Soccer Club. This was 2007, 2008. So I have the CD with me. I go up to the, the, uh, the, the stadium. I go to the announcer's box. Nobody's around, you know. So I go into the, you know, to the sound room. You know, I put the CD down, and, you know, uh, the stereo and the components are there. And I go, you know what? I, I beat it. Right after that, uh, the door opens, and it's the, uh, the I guess, the, 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 the janitor or the, uh, you know, and he's there, and, hey, what are you doing? Like, no, I'm just getting ready, and, you know, I'm going to play some music. And then when I said that, I go, you know what? Get it. And I go, it's going to happen right now. So I, it was so weird. The CD was there. And, uh, and I go, no, I just came to play some music. And then when I was reaching for the, for the disc, he was re- he, it's like if he beat me, like he did it at the same time. And he got it before I did. And he goes here. And I go, okay, thank you. And he left. And he, he erased it. He was cleaning with Windex the, these places, and when he got it, he raised some of the layers of the thing. And when I started playing, it wasn't working. I go, you know what? I I, I believe in. What, what that's was your scientific like, mind telling you. That's the skeptic Joe saying it was, that it was the Windex, it, right? Yeah, it, but it, it was something, man. It's something yeah. that destroyed it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was right there, and I was about to take care of it, but you beat me to it. It's like it was meant to be. But and on, you, on you the knew CD, this. there was yeah. like music that you. were... Yeah, it was it was music like for for warm up music for oh, okay. soccer players, you know. But yeah, yeah, the music is irrelevant. It's just that it happened three times. Oh yeah, you know, copy number just, one, copy number two, and boom. I was just curious as to like yeah, maybe yeah. it was because of the content. Of the oh yeah, no, for sure. Totally. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Wow, Joe, that's but, amazing. That's yeah, there's something behind that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like I don't know, but. That was freaky. I, I couldn't believe it. Well, I like to believe everything happens for a reason, um, and I hope that one day, maybe if I, you know, ever have kids, that they'll they'll 
figure these reasons out, mm-hmm. like what you guys are saying, you know. The the work and the legacy you leave behind is is really all you can leave behind. Have you guys ever done any investigating down in a devil's corner? Is that what it's called? The, is that, that part is of that the uh, what over the Rincon del Diablo yeah, over there Rincon by the by the by the um, LCC? Yeah. Yeah, I heard a lot about stuff like that back when I was a kid, you know, and stuff. But I don't know. Is like, well, we we've done some close to Fort McIntosh, and he has done. We, we you know we have done Fort McIntosh. The picture, right, of the dude in the window or something like that from Fort McIntosh. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Um, we have we have done uh, some of the houses in St. Peter's. Uh, we have done some excavations in some of the houses in the the plaza. So really, there are ghosts in St. Peter's. I would say so. I would say there's activity. So I was right to be afraid of the (laughs) upstairs. (laughs) What upstairs? Like the... There's just like one upstairs. Okay, okay. All right. I was like that upstairs. That upstairs. upstairs, The one upstairs. Yeah, okay. All right. Perfect. I just wanted to make sure that... Yes, yes. It wasn't like the imaginary upstairs that I was looking at. No, I think I can tell you for a fact that with with experience, paranormal becomes more and more like normal. It becomes second nature. You attune yourselves to to being able to see oh, it, yeah. like the way you you gentlemen have have uh, commented about the building that we're in. It seems to me a benign building, just a, n- a nice um, location, you know. But you guys see things that we can't see because mm. of your training and your expertise. I I agree with that and the field work and um, commend it. But I bet you, if we if we camp out here tonight and turn off the lights and start listening, it's We'll pick up on something. Yeah, probably. He, he he'll pick up. Uh, he's more of the magnet. I'm <laughs> more of the, the equipment geek. You might there's, pick up on it, yeah. But I I do hear those. There's often. times where I feel like that, but then I'm like, nah, man, it's just you. Cause like, I'll go to places that I've never been in, and like, I'll get a feeling. But then I'm like, in my mind, I'm just like, chill, dude. Like, th- it's probably just cause you've never been here before. You know, like it's just your mm-hmm. senses getting used to it. But. There's only been one time that I was like, I had that feeling, and it was at a friend's house that's like a couple blocks away from that uh, that building where you guys were doing like the training and everything. And uh, uh, yeah, like there was like a weird vibe, but when, and that was the first time I ever went to that friend's house, and it was me and another friend and that dude. And when, when me and my other friend left, um, I was like, dude, is there like, is it me or is there like a weird vibe at that house? Like, towards the back and they're like and he was like no yeah like there's stuff there like our friend has told me about it and like he's seen stuff back there and i was like oh shit wow. that's fucking right. crazy wow. if, you, if you find that book or the what's it called the hand guide the handbook of the recently the deceased oh wow remember what yes, movie yes yes i do remember the, yeah yeah totally beetlejuice beetlejuice sure, that's right totally, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah um, and so that's like soft disclosure, right? Because it's entertainment. It's it's yeah. uh, it makes us laugh. It, but it also um, opens up our eyes to another mm. point of view. That's you know, and I think that's all I was talking about. It's just point of view. We can use things to open up our eyes to see a different mm. point of view. And you know what? And also, I I I, I want to challenge them to after this this the segment's over to leave a uh, a voice recorder here overnight. And I don't know uh, whoever has access. Pick it up in the morning, and you know you can. Wow, it's interesting. I've I don't other than the weird vibe that you might be feeling right now that I sometimes feel, um, that I feel like we're amplifying it just because we're acknowledging it or I'm acknowledging it right now. Uh, there's never really been like anything here, but we used to also own uh 
the restaurant that was right here, it was also like a family restaurant that was ours. And there in the kitchen, like, um, one of the cooks that we had, they would work with flour and all this other stuff, right? And like, there was like handprints of like little kids and stuff. And wow, like, what the fuck? That's interesting. That's wild. But that nothing ever here, but in that other building, yeah. That's so weird because we we're in this area. It's one of the most historical of all Laredo. Uh, here in this place, all the way through fifty nine. This, you were saying it was a battlefield, right? Like There was a close battlefield here in Los Presidentes. All these areas has a lot of history. Uh, we have done about maybe nine houses in Los Presidentes. Because uh, we're looking at the old world Laredo, where we're looking at the, uh, like, we're, from here we can get to Zapata and to San Ignacio, and yeah. where the original um, like founders of, of Laredo um, came, came to be. And yeah. So we're close to yeah, the we origin. found a saber about maybe two, three miles, but no, about a mile and a half from here. And it's from 1846. Wow. What? And it has uh, about maybe 30 some hits on the, on the blade. Oh, like it's intact. It's intact. So yeah. it was a warrior's blade. And the thing is, there was a creek, okay? And the creek was, you know, it's a natural creek. It's like a rest area back then. There's water for the horses and everything. Sorry, keep going. And uh, so that's what the archaeology uh, or the relic preservation department of, of our group investigates. Wow. You know what? Now that you brought up the saber and you mentioned the hits on it, I just realized something that I, me and a couple of cousins of mine might have found an artifact a long time ago back in like the early 2000s, late 90s, um, where the LCC South Campus is at now. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, it was just Monte, right? And there was right. just one house like on the top of the hill where the, the library is at right now, the South Campus. And uh, I don't know. Like, I was always like a curious dude, so we would just go explore in the Monte and stuff. And I remember finding like a sword thing. And like when you mentioned the hits, that's what clicked. Is I was like, dude, it has like dents in it like yeah. from like hitting... Wow. But I have no idea what we did to it. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, a so lot of history. We're just like, what? Because you have the river yeah. right there. And let me tell you, LCC South, there is a section for uh, for, child, for child care for people that work and they leave their child there. I saw their DVR system there, and they showed me about maybe nine shadow figures playing around with the kids. Wow. I heard one of yeah. about yeah. like a, a Native American apparition that would walk through the halls. In where the library is at, uh, like, well, the library is like right here, right? And if you go further down, it's like the cafeteria, and then the sec- the other bottom floor is like oh. some entertainment wow. and stuff. But like in that, somewhere in one of those buildings that they've seen like a, a Native American apparition, like not walk n- through there. Not a Native American, but we we have a, a torso uh, shadow figure walking out at the law enforcement campus on the their surveillance. We have that video. Wow. It's amazing. Amazing video. It just walks through the uh, through the two Let windows. Let me ask you this: Do you uh, you familiar with LBJ, right? Like the where it's mm-hmm. at and everything. There used to be one of the houses there that where they would store like most of the IT stuff for the UISD, mm-hmm. and uh, they had like the surveillance on there. And I only know I haven't seen the video, but I know of this because uh, one of my cousins used to be a teacher there, and he saw the video. But on the surveillance there. There's like a, 
they showed it to him and what he was telling me was that he saw like a box move and and he was like whoa shit that's crazy and he's like no dude look again like look closely at the box and so the box moves but there's like a giant like nine foot tall like shadow figure that walks through the box and that's like why it ends up moving and stuff but i haven't seen the video yet and like i need to ask him if he can get it but can they see us yes Oh, do they see us intermittently, or do they see us the way we, we see, see each other? Are we bouncing in and out of their dimension? They, they, uh, no. Well, uh, that's a good question. My personal opinion: they can see us clear as water. Okay. Uh, why that they they uh, they hide? Okay. Uh, where we can't see. That's why we put cameras all over, like fishing nets, and that's what we how we catch. The, uh, the anomalies or the, the entities. But uh, uh, some, uh, I guess the best practice for us, uh, nothing against uh, those adventures. <laughs> I hate that show, by the way. Uh, uh, the reason is because they have a lot of female followers because of the big, big the guy. The buff guy. Yeah. He's so uh, stupid, dude. Uh, we, don't <laughs> <hate> <laughs> we, we, we don't recommend uh, provoke. Um, he 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 does that a lot. Uh, the character that comes on that TV show. We we ask permission. We introduce ourselves. Our philosophy is real simple. You take people more out of honey than with vinegar, and uh-huh. and it's been a good practice for us when we we, we investigate. Um, a good example is. Uh, can you repeat after me? You know, uh, I knock three times and then knock back. And some of the old houses, you know, you try to interact if this is an, an intelligence. You see, all those levels of investigation, I can talk to you about it, but the best thing is you need to experience it so you can make your own uh, theory of what is it or... Did you guys ever go out to that old abandoned, the juvenile that's like on the opposite end of uh, Alexander? Not yet. Opposite end of Alexander. Is uh, that is that down the Delmar Boulevard by yes. the Yellow Gate? Yeah, all the when way When I was down. a little boy, I used to get scared to go over there. Dude, I went. Yeah. I went and... I didn't really experience anything other than it was really creepy because it was old, abandoned, and super dark at night. But that same friend that I told you I went to go visit his house, I need to get him. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast the next time we all come together because he has some crazy stories that I I don't want to get into because I wanted him to tell them. But he told me about an experience that he had there, and I was like, God damn, I didn't experience that. But also his family... And he himself are like a sensitive types to like all that type of phenomena. So I don't wow. know. Maybe it was because of that. Wow. But um, I didn't really experience anything there. My brother, one of my my two older brothers, who are like twins, they went during when they were in high school. And this was back like 2002, 2003. And they experienced uh, like they like being chased by something. Hmm. With, yeah, I don't know. With like a like a weird, like screeching, screaming Again, sound. Though I, I, as a skeptic, I have to say, you know, how much of that is fear and how much of exactly. That is fear. Like I, attri- but I don't know, man. Like the. Did you hear that? You hear that? It was wasn't that? the outside. Yeah. It didn't sound on the outside. No. You know, you know what's been freaking me out? The that mirror over there, all the way in the back. Wow. There's cars that's been passing by through the parking lot. I'm like, what the fuck? But it's just like the headlights. But yeah. that's him. Yeah, it was sounded sounded like a dog barking. No, she saw, he, you heard it clear, right? No, it was his like, inside, right? Like a plastic cup. 
Yeah, they're, they're like a like a like yeah, like Valerie. Yeah, you've got ears for here because we have our ear protection on. So all yeah. of us, are, I heard it through this. Yeah, I heard nothing because I was talking. Um, I did I hear like, the sound, but <laughs> I it's gonna come out. I yeah, I thought it was coming from over there. Uh, the, from the solo cup. Yeah, and okay. it has a distinctive yeah. sound yeah, the when, pop. You, when you yeah. when you when you when yeah. you wow, bend it. Guys, yeah, wow. It has <laughs> it's hereditary. It's it was a so um. In uh, there was somebody. Um, let's see. It was a, an author uh, back in the '80s that came to Laredo named Douglas Kent Hall, and he was writing a book called uh, "Life on the Border," I think, or something like that. And my mom worked at the Chamber of Commerce back then, and uh, one of these Silva Mind Control graduate guys, you know, the guy said, "Hey, I heard of Silva Mind Control." My mom said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll bring you to one of these guys. He's a psychic." Um, my mom, total uh, skeptic. You know, the guy said, okay, well, look, um, I can tell you don't believe right away. So I'm going to tell you right now, um, you've got a son. Your son, he seems like he's wearing a, like the guy did, he went into the alpha, así rápido. Seems like he's wearing a uniform. He's got respiratory problems and all this stuff. And like, oh, he's in the recess right now. And all. And then he says, no, pues, um, you're going to have to leave because you're a non-believer. And I got to talk to this guy. And so he, you know, the author was there to interview. But the man did mention that having the presence of a, a true non-believer does affect the uh, overall atmosphere. Is Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I, I heard a sound, but I heard the sound coming out from over there. You know, all of us are in here. We're all adults. Obviously, the sound's coming from the inside. Can I affect this reality? I mean, is this... I mean, we all can. Is this sound happening... For you guys to hear, am I part of it? Am I hearing it? If I leave, is it going to get more effective? You know, because I'm my mom's son. So I'm sort of like a half non-believer, you know, and a half believer. Does that affect if, if no. in your experience, the people that have no belief, are they still able to see these paranormal yes. events? Yes. Um, I, I, I guess the best way to explain it is that uh, you become more, in this field, more receptive. Uh, you, you, you make uh, a practice. You, you start tuning your body. You start build, uh, polishing the carbon to become more like a diamond. I guess what I want to like say, that. for example, a friend of mine, a, a good friend of mine uh, that works for, used to work for DPS, retired as a trooper, we used to go fishing at different parts of uh, South Texas, and then one day he said, we're going to go fishing, and uh, but don't bring your fishing pole. We're going to go different fishing. And uh, his name is Robert. And I go, okay. All right, Robert. So we picked up coffee. We bought some barbacoa tacos. And we went to the ranch. And what are we doing here, Robert? We're going to do arrowhead hunting. Uh. I go, Robert, that's very, very, very boring. He go no 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 wait it's, wait it's wait a, owl no, no, arrow no. arrowhead arrow. hunting a oh arrowhead hunting yeah the okay. ar yeah. arrowhead hunting like you know and I was like uh, there's no arrowhead in Laredo I was very young I was about maybe eighteen or seventeen so uh, I hear Robert going hey I, I found one over here and it was showing me an arrowhead something pointy made out of rock you know and it was used by different tribes Indians from many you know a lot of years. Of uh, of history of tribes that linger here in South Texas, and he found another one. I couldn't find anything. I would see the floor, I would see the ground, the the areas, and everything. And let me tell you, after I found the first one, I would be more observant to the ground and the technique. 
but it took time. And paranormal uh, is very similar. Once you start getting the practice, people get confused. No, they're following you. They're, they're seeing them. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's always been around. It's, it's kind of like Correct. the idea of when you get a car and then you start seeing that car everywhere. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So, so that's, that's it's with practice. It's like everything. Practice, good practice makes perfect for you to, to learn the skill. Uh, I can tell you where we talk to people and done this for so many years when we tell them, look, this is what, and they, they concur with us and they connect with us and they're like, wow, I thought that this was something really just happening to me. You know, it's, you're, the, you're not the only one. And then they say, they ask, well, how come people don't, you know, talk about it? Because they're afraid of being called crazy. And that's where we come in. Um, that's more of a of the base basic uh, uh, investigations that we do. We also do other, some other investigations um, that a priest uh, gets involved, and in. it's not that it's a family or or something like it's a, but just for the f for good practice. They they don't have no activity. They just bought a house and they want their house to be blessed, and and we help also do that. Uh, Let me ask you this: Have you ever? Uh, been a witness to an exorcism, whether it be like of a, a house or like a person, <laughs> or not, not even uh, just a house. Like just probably a we can. We, um, we we have, like I said, it's very rare. We don't well, like to talk about it because it's uh, it's for yeah. You don't ha you don't have to no talk, like you know about the person yeah. or anything, but just like the. I'll do this. I can do this when there's children involved. I don't care if I'm at work. I get my personal time off. We need to help the family. The, the family is, is the the blows and whistles of us recording, getting evidence. It's, it's thrown out the window. We need to help the family. We had a family that they called us at 2 in the morning. They were screaming. Uh, this is in the outskirts of Laredo, about 13 miles away. In the colonias, by 359 or 15. I can't recall what colonia, but we got there. And uh, the house uh, was built partial. They had a roof. They had no cement. There was all dirt. And there was some type of state program that they qualified. Cause, you know, that low-income uh, family was they were able to build a house for them at no cost. But they were living in a, uh, an old, old trailer house. And they said, we can't finish your house unless, you know, you move, remove that uh um, mobile home because that's you know you can have two homes in the same property. So what they decided to do is to break it apart and burn it in pieces and pieces. It was a father, mother, a daughter, and a very young son. Probably was four or five years old. And uh, the family was being attacked by an entity ever since they were um, burning down the mobile home, and they were getting attacked. They had crucifix, rosaries. All over the house, holy water, everything. They had, they didn't know what to do. I, uh, she showed me the bite marks, the bruises, uh, the physical abuse of the uh, twelve-year-old uh, young lady on her back, her neck, uh, her mouth, uh, she, like she was slapped. You know, this is something that child protectors can get get involved, and you know, maybe it was a parent and everything. So we stayed the whole night. And, and we left the camera rolling, and we left the voice recorder. And we interviewed the, uh, the, the, the young boy, and we started asking questions. And they go, uh, 
have you seen anything here out of the ordinary? You know, we're asking him in Spanish. And he said, no. Have you seen anything like uh, maybe a toy that moves or someone or anything? And he said, no. And then uh, like you're talking to the, the mother, and the mother's crying. They go, man, we're, calm down. Everything's going to be fine. A priest will be here in the morning. So we're going to stay here. Three investigators are going to stay here. Um, they're going to help continue burning the mobile home, the other two investigators. Um, I put cameras. I stay with them. And then uh, the little boy pulls my shirt, and, it, and he, he asks me a question. See? I that he saw something. And I go, what is it you saw? And when we're talking to him, we videotape, we take pictures, uh, and he was under, under the arms of his, of his mom. He says, he points over there at the mobile home, and he said that he saw another child. And he described the shirt, the pants, it was a short and everything, and it was a boy. And he go, maybe it was you, and a reflection of a mirror or something from there? No, it was another boy. He go, a did anything he was he would tell me to come over to the uh to the mobile home okay well maybe it was a friend a neighbor who no he lives there and did he had any features different i'm getting goosebumps right now he said and i remember and he was very he was crying a lot and he says he had a long 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 tongue like a snake and i says well he don't uh i told him uh we're going to take care of you. He's not a good boy. He's a bad boy. And you're not ever, ever going to have to go over there. And 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 uh, he just hugged his mom. That was his comfort zone. And we talked about Disney. We talked about toys and, you know, interact with the little boy and everything, what he liked to do and everything. And we, our heads are falling, you know, because we're falling asleep. So at 4 in the morning, 3. Right about 9.30, the priest comes in. And uh, he does the blessing. He takes all the family, puts ointment on their heads, all of the father, the mother, uh, the children, ourselves. And I go in there and I put in my voice recorder in my pocket. Every time that he was putting holy water and doing the, the exorcism of the house, you can hear screams. Not here, but the voice recorder picked up screams of, uh, like, of hate and uh, and you know, it was just amazing that it felt so comfortable when he finished the blessing. And it was so peaceful that they felt it, we felt it, and it was over. And it was a battle of the negative with the positive. And I can tell you that uh, the modesty and the trust of the integrity of the, ch of the child couldn't be an act. And he was very sincere, and he was very afraid. And I can tell you something of a demonic or an exorcism. That's one of the stories I can tell you. That's so fucking crazy, man. Um, that is a remarkable story. I don't have anything to say. Um, it brings up a question that uh, I have. Uh, do you have any, in, in your team, that you, do you have any uh, um, members of your team that uh, do any type of forensic toxicology? Or do you ever analyze the blood of your... Um, the people that you're um, dealing with, uh, it is possible for us to generate um, biomolecules just at will so that we can create our own, uh, 
hallucinations and these things. So I'm curious if you're analyzing the blood or the bodily fluids of these people that you're interacting with. Um, in this specific case, you know, I don't think it was going on, but it it did bring up in my head they're they're burning a mobile home. So are there any chemicals in there? Any type of uh, at yeah. ad- ad- adhesives or anything that yeah. has any volatile organics uh, yeah. that they could be inhaling? But this obviously, yeah, it is a paranormal experience. But as a skeptic, I have to bring it up. Are you investigating the doing any blood work? Do you have any members of your team on that? Field. No, we don't have anybody that takes blood work. Uh, I think it's something uh, that we have not explored. I'm not saying that we can't, but um, you know, legal Maybe. legal wise, uh, yeah. medically, or you know, we have to. It'd be interesting to see, um, yeah. Mr. Quayot, if you could um, down the downstream, you know, years from now, um, because with DNA barcoding and with genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm convinced that that it's in the genetics and that eventually we're going to see that that many of these people have um, similar alleles and similar um, um, genes, uh, groups of genes. So, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. This is all speculation on my part. Yes. Um, Well, the the, the fire was about maybe uh, 100 feet away from the house and no smoke was coming in. It was... uh, I think what they were burning uh, it was more the structure of wood part of it. Mm-hmm. The rest was in a, like a gooseneck a trailer. They were going to remove it. So the wood was getting burned and the rest was getting uh, removed. But whatever was there didn't like it and it started attacking the, 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 the family. What made it me to believe more on, on, on it was the, uh, the, 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 the testimony of the children and the audio that we picked up. Did, um, um, by any chance, was the exorcism in Latin? No, it was in, uh, in Spanish. Oh. Yeah. Uh, an exorcism for a Catholic priest to do, uh, it has to be approved by the Vatican. It's, it's a lot of red tape. Well, the, the what Vatican he, what, just he, what he did, uh, it was more of a mass Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. For the house. Because exorcisms w- have to be performed in Latin, although the Jesuit Pope just uh, um, changed that papal law. So now exorcisms can be performed in English. Yeah. I feel like that won't work. It absolutely won't work. Because like, Latin is like the root word. Correct. Of like- yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. He did a... a well... Um, so learn Latin, millennials. It's, I it, to. He, he did a whole a whole uh, a religious uh, mass for the house and blessed the house. He didn't go into uh, Latin exorcism. Um, of course, we're not disputing this. This is going to work, but um, yeah, just it, for the it, record. It, uh, yeah, I feel the, like it has a higher chance of working in Spanish than it does. Well, Spanish is Latin-based. Yeah. The, the, the thing is that uh, you asked me about an experience, and that's the experience I can tell you that where there was something negative. Yes. Yeah, that's really crazy. And uh, when children, there is involved, uh, there's no what you call a... For us, it's a zero tolerance. We yeah. help the family. Absolutely. We give them part, first priority. Zero tolerance. Josh, I don't know what to say, Josh. This is probably the best podcast I've ever been witness to. Mm -hmm. 
It's pretty I, awesome. No th- th- there's some there's some uh, there's some key key words like when you're trying to um, expel or just get rid of so- something that you know that it's around. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe it's possible, but one has to. Of course, it's the negative part. We know it's negative. So you have to be a positive. And you have to be prepared. You got to show it that you're not another negative because it's like, dude, you're preaching to the, you know, the yeah. choir here. Yeah. You know, so, but if you if you stand out and, you know, like, wow, you know, like, if there's like a, that means, you know, you're, you're, you're in, in, in you're you're in good standings with you know the Almighty, so he's he got your back. So anything that uh, that is contrary to him will 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 uh, have some kind of reaction to your your words or your your you know your your plan. Of, of of exercising. So the intention is more valuable than the language itself. Oh, of course, because so. they 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 know even in biblical times, what there was this uh, very strong uh, a, a spirit. Uh, I don't know if it was a demon or a spirit, and uh, they were trying to exercise him, and he couldn't. I think and I don't know how many, uh, how many. Uh, I think there were seven or twelve of, of men who were trying to to uh, overcome this this person and uh one of them says you know in the name of Jesus you know you know and 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 the the spirit like he like he was being like real honest like like dude like I know who Jesus is and I I know who 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 who, who Peter is who are you it's like and you are trying to like so Tell maybe me, yeah. this goes back to the comment I was saying that if we stand our ground, the universe is going to reward us or, or test us. Well, the, 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 I think I think we're we're taken care of by the greater good. You know, that is always you know that is always existent. Yeah. You know, it's either it's a, you're on your one side, you're not, you're on you're on the good side, and you have to be on the good side because. Usually the, sometimes in the spiritual world, these entities can, can be, uh, can be, uh, you know, bad and they might just want to create havoc in your life or they just want, they want something. Now, if they're, we don't know what they are or who they are. You know, you know what I just thought about, which was something I was going to bring up earlier when we were talking about how certain entities feed off of like negative energy yeah. or like fear and stuff like that. There is a um, conspiracy that kind of involves entities that are like um, at the upper echelons of where of the 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 people or groups of people that control society at large. And the archons. Yeah, the archons. I, I don't want to bring up that word. Oh but my. <laughs> but the archons. <laughs> I, like I that. got the foot and mouth disease, so right? just insert foot. No, but that was, that's the perfect word. I just didn't want to jump to that word right away, but yeah, that's, okay. that's the perfect word. But I drive um, the Lamborghini, so it's like f- full blast. Right, yeah, all the fucking time. But um, 
so the conspiracy is that these archons manipulate the people that are at the I don't know, I guess like at the top of the pyramid, like societal pyramid that uh anyway, so they propagate war and turmoil and um disparity and like this overall just negative vibe that is all around the world. Like, yeah, like, like, you mean something like a butterfly effect? You know, like not not so much almost, but uh, yeah, but like we're talking about um, maybe something like an avatar. Yeah. So if we can go go um, to you know to bring it into the 21st century, get on like the internet and you can have an avatar and you yeah. control the avatar or like the movie Tron. You yeah. Know, we're the we're the programmers up here or the users in the the programs the, yeah. or the so these um, uh, we call them just to the power elite or yeah, the ruling class um, since. Uh, at least the last 6,000 years, the ruling class has maintained a uh, constant pedigree of... Uh, War, um, strife. ...of uh, genetic uh, superiority... Oh, okay, yeah. Right. ...through uh, breeding, selective breeding, and artificial uh, sexual selection. And using these techniques, these people have been able to create a master race of... Uh, of uh, biological organisms, or us, and uh, with the correct set of uh, genomics. And these beings are able to instantaneously phase in and out at will. A lot, a lot easier than they can with uh, what I call the rest of us is the living, breathing, inanimate objects. Because none of us have have trained ourselves, or like the way Mr. Cuellar says... Um, polished our carbon into yeah. diamond. Carbon, I liked that, man. Based. I'm going to use that from now on. But, so, yeah, uh, and, and what yeah. I was getting at ultimately is that these entities that... Uh, but there are good guys out there. Yeah, these entities that interface with th- those uh, yeah. humans. Rockefellers. Yeah. Uh, the fuck? Rothschilds, yeah. all of them. There we go. Uh, they purposely maintain a perpetual war Oh yes, absolutely. And to keep the rest of us in yeah. in a to subservient keep, um, yeah. and um, to keep creating state like of these, uh, the fear, the negative negativity, mm-hmm. yeah. sadness, like and, supplication. And that's what those yeah. that's what those entities feed off of, and that's like one of the conspiracies that falls into like quote unquote reptilians and all this other fucking crazy well, shit. Uh, According to what I mean, this I know he, you know we get some chuckles over here for the radio listeners, but the. Um, apparently, you can't have pictures of reptilians. You know, ten ten thousand years ago, two hundred thousand years ago, you reptilians would execute you if you were to photograph them or draw a picture of them, and and uh, they they do it in such a way that your even your own descendants wouldn't want to draw pictures of these reptilians because they were so um, just do raw guys- with the way they would they would kill you. So I mean, it's it's in our DNA to yeah. to to not want to see them see them yes um you know i feel but like the dinatoid man or the you know it was published in time magazine like 170 million years ago there was a an upright walking seven foot tall dinosaur man 
It I came out on that. like Time magazine. There's like a 1950s Life magazine cover of. We the we have a t- tail, but it's a, a tailbone. Sure, we do have a tailbone, and we do have a reptilian. Um, you know, in our em- embryonic uh, development, there are the what like five stages of development where no expert can tell you if it's a a porcine. No expert can tell you mm-hmm. if it's an amphibian. No expert can tell you right. If it's in a certain stage, or no a, expert can tell you, or even a uh, like a, a like chimpanzee, a pig, right? So exactly, very right. similar. Sure. Joe, right on there. So we also um, have a reptilian part of our absolutely, brain. Absolutely, we do. So uh, what does that say? Does that say that we have multiple genomic expressions in our body that we were genetically synthesized? Were the uh, Anu like were reptilian? The I think uh, um, isn't uh, Enki's mom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Enki's yeah. mom is reptilian, isn't she? Or she's cybernetic, right? She's a cybernetic from Some the uh, craziness. from Orion and the cybernetic wars. But the reptilians are are part of our our. Man, I don't want to get into it because then again, the we'll save that one for later. Finger's yes. gonna appear again, and I'm gonna go to. Uh, I'm interested in that. That's oh, you know, well, yeah, you know what? Let's 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 wrap this it up. This is a great like time to been, wrap it up. I yeah. mean, you know, we've got some yawns going this around here, thing. and and I think all of us are employed. So, so um, you guys have never been on the show before. I don't know if you've heard it or not, but like usually at the end of the show, I'll just play like some music or whatever, and I found the perfect song to play because of the title. And this song is by Dos Leones off of their first full-length album, Crown the Sunset. It's called Gold So Ghost. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks a We'll lot. catch you guys next week or whatever. Thank you, Laredo Paranormal Research Society. Yes, thank, thank you guys you for coming on, sharing thank so you. much. It's been Thank fun. you for having us. And I hope you guys enjoy the song. It's pretty cool.